Well, hey there, Dead and Lovely listeners. It's your good buddy, Uncle Ben, and kicking this episode off, I'm joined by a very, very special guest who I am just thrilled to introduce you guys to. He's a brand new stand-up comedian who's taken the comedy scene by storm. Wait till you get a load of this guy's jokes. It's Mitch Buttberg. Hey, everybody. Me, Mitch Buttberg. Oh, my God. You may have heard of that other guy, Mitch Hedberg. I say, Head, that's too much thinking for the butster. <laughs> the butster, he's called. That's okay. right. Very charming. This is a good gimmick. Yeah, so uh, I, got, I got a couple jokes. <laughs> I got a couple lines here. Tie Maybe five. you're ready for this. A tie five. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, Mitchell, hit me with a good one there. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. Am I right, Kaboing? All right. Yeah. All right. You still do them. Okay. You know, I, I used to lie awake in my twin bed, wonder where my brother was. Where's he at, Ma? Huh? Where is he? <sighs> yeah, okay. All uh. right. All right. Um. Uh, you, uh, you know what? Hey. Every every book is a children's book if your kid can read. Huh? More you know. Oh, wow. No? No, okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. These are not really landing, Mitch. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You got a good one. Th- this one. Everybody will relate to this okay. one. This right. shirt here, dry clean only. You know what that means? It's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sound effects really sold that one. <laughs> It really, really did. It tied it together. Put a nice little bow on it there at the end. Front part of the joke, I could use something a little stronger, I think. But, okay, you got me on the back end. You got me there, Mitch Buttberg. The Mitch Butster. Buttberg. <laughs> I came up with this. I was watching. I, I, I don't know why. I was watching Mitch Hedberg, and I was, like, really admiring the craft. He's amazing. Of his one-liners. And, like, he, he his delivery is amazing. He's just amazing. And I was thinking, like, Coming up, he had because like there was that stand-up comedy boom in the '80s. Totally, he had to have been like there had to have been a bunch of guys backstage who were like, "It's me, the Butster." Oh, <laughs> and he's got like props and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was just imagining one of those guys watching Mitch Hedberg and writing his stuff down and being I got like, it. "I could deliver this so much better." This guy's barely even talking up there. No problem. It's me, the Butster. <laughs> That'll knock him dead, the Butster thought. Yes. Oh, my God, man. You know, Mitch Hedberg was like a fucking grindcore comedian mm-hmm. in a lot of ways where you're just like, oh, it's a 30-minute special. There's going to be 68 jokes in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mitch And welcome to the, yeah. to the Butster. To Mitch Butterberg. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's back. And welcome to the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. And uh, on today's episode, we're going to be kicking off that Halloween mm-hmm. season by talking about VHS from 20 and 12. We're also going to be shooting the shit, dropping you guys some information about what we've been watching, drinking some co-beers and more. So if you just want to get right on to the VHS review portion, there's a timestamp for you down there in that video description. Yeah, just go down there, look at the timestamp, just go right to that. You'll you'll miss all the all fun the good stuff. stuff. Okay, we're one of you. But you'll get to hear what we think about VHS. So if that's what interests you. If that's your thing. Here's you know, your sign. Weirdo. <laughs> oh, I'm going to look up horror movie podcasts to find out the things they think. Oh, I got to see if I should watch this movie or not. <laughs> I need help deciding. I'll listen to this two and a half hour long podcast. <laughs> you know what? I'm 45 minutes into this and they haven't talked about it yet. And I'm mad about it. Darn it. To the review section I go. Ooh, I'm so angry. Type, 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 type. I could have maybe watched the movie already by the time I'm done with this. Damn my indecisiveness. I should have just <laughs> thought for myself and watched it or not. 
<laughs> I don't know. These people exist out there. They do. They yeah, do. pretty much, yeah. man. How you been this week, man? I've been busy as fuck. Have you? I've been I... busier than a damn uh, uh, one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> They're busy? The Very busy. They're I guess it's a lot more. of work, so like... It's like a, a two-legged man probably has less work to do, so they're less busy in an ass-kicking contest. Probably, yeah. I feel like a three-legged man would be the most busy. Oh, wow, yeah. Because he'd, he'd be kicking be, two asses at once. Yeah, he'd be really tied up, wouldn't he? Yeah. Damn, you might be right. <laughs> so you've been busy. Fuck me, dude. Yeah. It's one of those deals where I'm just like, where where has all the time gone? Did mm. they not put enough time into this week? D- did you ever think throughout the week, where have all the cowboys gone? I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope this is somebody's first episode. Me too. <laughs> like they started with this Mitch dumb <laughs> They started singing Paula Cole. <laughs> Perfectly, might I add. <laughs> exactly what people tune into a horror movie review podcast yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been fucking slammed this week, man, but I have had time to watch myself a couple, two, three things. Yeah. You want me to tell you about? Yeah, tell me. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I watched a little flick, and let me just ask you this. Ready or not? I am. Yeah, that's what we watched. <laughs> God damn, man. We what did that awesome on the show, one. I think, last year, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, it was a fun episode and stuff, but I hadn't watched the movie since, and... I was like, man, I wonder how this is going to be on the rewatch. Like, is it still going to be fun and stuff? Right. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it is. That movie's still fucking awesome. awesome. Also, mm-hmm. it has a VHS connection, as it we'll does, discuss. Yeah. yeah? The, 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 what you call it? Radio Silence. Um, they're, they directed 103198, the last segment. And that's how you find it the VHS connection. <laughs> 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 the Muppets, the Screamers, yeah. and me. Hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do Swedish Chef, but I went Miss Piggy. Bergy Bergy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that works too, man. Yeah. Man, we're nailing this horror podcast. Thing. <laughs> it's really We good should horror-ing. do this more. We sh- You know what? I'll- I think we should pr- probably do a few more episodes yeah. at least. Yeah. Well, we're getting the format down at Finally. least. Finally. Yeah, we're yeah. working on it. Take some fine tooling and oh, stuff. Oh, man. I felt like a total dick when I posted the Dr. Sleep episode because I noticed it was episode 231. Oh my god! If we, we just so waited close. a few episodes. It would have made so much sense. Uh, so stupid. Shit, man. <laughs> oh well, we made up for it with all that good talk about dead kids. <laughs> yes. Just good old chat. Yeah. But you know, our our wonderful Facebook fan page did point out that we missed a lot of a very lot of obvious dead kids. Dead kids. Yeah. The Kittner boy. Yeah. Come on. Uh, what's man. her name for Hereditary? Holy, but yeah. she was dead as shit. So fucking that dead. That Kittner boy, though. We were talking about how mm-hmm. you know the deadest you can get is being turned into poop. Yeah, and he definitely was turned that into kid poop. Got turned into shark poop. Shark poop. So it's just out in the ocean just somewhere, floating around, just floating. Ew. Something else probably ate it. Maybe. Yeah. Ugh. Ooh. Think of that. Double shitted. And then what if like some some shrimps and stuff ate that because they're bottom feeders? Triple shit. And then you eat those shrimps, and you're sh- you're shitting out shitted out Kidder boy because you ate a scrimp. You you quadruple shat, dude. That is disgraceful. Wow. Kidner boy might be the deadest. He's the deadest. Kidner boy, deadest one. For R.I.P. Sure. Man. R.I.P. That Kidner boy. We missed out on some good ones though, man. <laughs> yeah, ready or not, still fucking awesome. We also watched a little little flick you might have heard of called The Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Is it ever a bad time no. to put on fucking Ghostbusters? No, it's not. Is it ever not a 20 out of 10? Always a 20 out of 10. I it maintain is. like the, the tone and the humor in that movie is just incomparable. There's mm. nothing else that has that style of humor to it. Yeah. So fucking good, man. Love it. 
Uh, we also watched Hellraiser the other day. Yeah, raising all hell. Raising all kinds of hell, man. I forgot about just how ridiculous Frank's overdubbed voice is. It's so it's silly. It's me, Frank. Brother Frank. <laughs> Brother Frank. And then he so comes in weird. and he's just handsome, smoldering guy. And it's like, that's not your voice. Oh, my God. And also, considering that, you know, we just did like Hellraiser 3 and stuff on uh-huh. the show. It was just such a reminder of just like, my God. How did people misread the tone that was laid out yeah. in the first movie so fucking bad? <laughs> like even, it's so cool. Even though I don't like the second movie, it kept a similar tone. At least, yeah. But then after that, it was just like, nah. It, these are the pinhead movies now. Oh my god, yeah. man! Hellraiser's still great. And dude, the uh, the new thing that we watched we hadn't seen before was fucking Cruella. Cruella de Vil. That's the very one. Uh-huh. It's so, great. Do you um? you discovered and probably sympathize with why she wants to make a coat out of puppies. Oh, fuck some Dalmatians and stuff. Fuck them all. Yeah, just turn them into a coat. I mean, weirdly enough, the way that it lays stuff out, it actually does build her character up in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emma Stone is just fucking awesome in it. Yeah. The costuming and the sets and everything are just insane. Cool stuff. Like, oh my god it was fantastic mm-hmm. and i really went into it thinking like this is just going to be a whatever fucking you know disney movie that nobody asked for that we don't need right because i really hated what's it maleficent uh-huh i thought that was shit I, I didn't it. like it uh but cruella was seriously fucking awesome i okay. think that you would really like it if you watched i it. might check it out you i mean i got should. the disney plus you might, might as well, as well. Yeah. you might as well why might not as well and we also watched a documentary called This Changes Everything. It's on Netflix. It's all about women in Hollywood. Okay. And how they don't get traded real good. That's, Shocker. Yeah. That has been going the, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It really has. It goes <laughs> through like, the, the entire history yep. of it and stuff. And how like initially, like d- even during the advent of film and stuff, there was actually quite a lot of women directors that were like doing really, really yeah. amazing stuff and getting a lot of respect and getting paid well. Right. And then a bunch of men got together and like, they're like, eh, but what if they didn't? Yeah, that'd be better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was kind of had to do with the auteur director too, where it was like, oh, now people care about the director's name. It's like, well, it can't be abroad. <laughs> That's how they said. It, yeah, for sure. Not a dame. Yeah, a dame. Oh no, not a dame with gams and stems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no way, Jose. Gams and stems. Yeah, she got them both. All of them. All the way down She's going to the win floor. that ass-kicking contest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All those gams and stems. That's a busy-ass woman right yeah. there. I'll tell you that. But yeah, it was a good watch. Um, not exactly something that makes you feel great no, about things. Yeah, I bet. But I, I love history of Hollywood and stuff, so I, I'll have to check that. Yeah. yeah. It'll also make you love Gina Davis even more. Oh, she's yeah, a she's fucking awesome. badass. She yeah. started this whole like institute that just compiles data about how unfairly women get treated in the yeah. film industry and like issued all these like, you know, like tests and studies and stuff like that that had never been done before about remember, like women's screen time and yeah. stuff like that. Really fascinating. She's awesome. She is. Remember how like in the late 80s through the 90s she was like a star and then she was like, I'm just going to go train in archery and win a gold medal. She kind of so, did that. She, I don't think she won a gold medal or whatever, but she, she was in the Olympics. A lot better at it than me. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Fucking awesome, man. So yeah, she's really cool. What about you? You watch anything good? Oh yeah, man. Uh, I've been I've been on a, t- a television kick. Oh, the old television, huh? Yeah, I've been watching, watching the old boob tube, huh? Yeah. <laughs> boob tube, watching them television shows. I watched a little Doom Patrol. Let's call them programs again. Oh, program. I was watching, I was watching a program. Some of my favorite programs. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was programmed right into the to the HBO Max, and I just dialed it right up. There you go. Mm-hmm. So Doom Patrol, what is that about there? Uh, so Doom Patrol is uh, 
uh, considered to be probably the inspiration for X-Men. It's a DC comic title that, um, a similar premise that came a few years before X-Men. Okay, uh, right on. See, but, I never read the Doom Patrol or anything. I don't I, know no, anything I've about read it. Doom Patrol titles. It's just like it goes back to '63. So wow. Yeah, I've I've read some more recent stuff and whatnot. But um, so anyway, Doom Patrol is awesome. It's a good yeah. show. Like, um, I would put it in to like category with Legion and uh, Wandavision as wow. Like their unique elements and the way they play out. Like, there, there's some. Very interesting stuff. Very specifically, Alan Tudyk as as Nowhere Man, the the villain of of Doom Patrol is just fucking amazing. Super awesome. Nice. So, and he's got Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. America's sweetheart. Yeah, he plays he plays he plays a um, uh, race car driver named Cliff. Gets in a car accident, dies, has his brain put into a robotic form, and he is a robot man. And um, it's it's an interesting character. Also. Uh, Crazy Jane and all that. They're, they're just a cool um, set of characters, and I'm interested in where they're going to go. They also have Cyborg in there. It's cool. To see you know, they're different... sneaking them in there. It's them liberals in Hollywood oh. trying to get us used to the idea of, of these cyborgs yeah. coming in and taking our jobs. I wish they would. I wish the cyborgs would do all the work, right? And then we could all just not work. We could just play. Yeah. That'd be all right. Oh, uh, but then the people who fix the cyborgs would be like, I deserve more because I fixed the cyborgs. Mm, and then the Matrix. And then the Matrix. So, so there you go. I'll eat a juicy steak. It's fine. Steak. Yeah. It's fine, man. I'll do it. <laughs> what else you been on? Uh, I also started Good Omens. I oh, had yeah, watched yeah. the first episode long ago, but didn't keep it up. And I, and I couldn't really remember why, but I think it was because I watched it and I was like, oh, Emily will want to watch this. And then I... I stopped because yeah. didn't want to keep watching. Dude, Kate and I did the same thing when it came out. We were so stoked because we loved the book. Yeah. Because Terry Pratchett and Neil yeah. Gaiman, obviously, uh-huh. the book is awesome. And we found out there's going to be a show. And mm-hmm. then we saw the cast list. And we're like, this is going to be fucking oh, perfect. Yeah. We started watching it and then didn't keep watching it for no actual reason. Yeah, because it is great. It. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Everybody's in it. Yeah. I think what happens is at the end of like episode two, they flash you with one of those like men in black things that makes you just forget about it. Okay. It's kind of a big mistake on their part, honestly. (laughs) They shouldn't have done that. Uh Uh-uh, no. Yeah, but then Tommy Lee Jones is in your house, so that's something. That's nice, at least. You can ask for an autograph or ask him about his politics. See how far that gets you. Maybe we'll do that sometime. (laughs) Find out about it. Anyway, Good Omens is awesome. Especially if, you know, you're formerly religious or you just dislike religion present yeah <laughs> so i i recommend it david Tennant and uh michael michael sheen right yeah yeah uh-huh. i think we should just start it over there's no point in trying to pick up back at episode i think we were on like maybe three or four or something yeah like that. i think i'm on four may as well just or restart it four maybe yeah it's it's awesome um and finally watched over the garden wall which has been suggested to me a million gajillion times yeah and it's so awesome, and I can't believe it took me so long to watch it. It's a, it's not a movie though, right? It's not a movie though. It's a program. The entirety of the program is movie <laughs> length. It's like two hours to watch the whole series. Okay. Uh, and they're eleven minute episodes. Shorties. Yeah. So it, it, the animation is amazing, voice cast amazing, but the story is just really, really good and really affecting and like. It's really funny, but also there are some really scary, like creepy moments. 
Hmm. And the animation is just awesome. And there's like different animation styles throughout Ooh, too. Cool. So like it changes up a little bit depending on like wh- wh- what town they're in or what in particular situation they're in. So is that, it that's on fun. Channel five or or eight? Eight. Yeah, you want to turn it to eight? <laughs> uh, it's on the HBO Max. In fact, Hubbo Max. So is Doom Patrol. But yeah, um, HBO Max got some good stuff. Not a sponsor, but they, they should the be. They got the Cartoon Network library. Oh, word, that's yeah. That's awesome. That's a good thing right mm-hmm. there, man. We'll have to watch that. It sounds very cool. Yes, very much. It is Halloween-y as hell. So Give me that weenie. You really need to get your peepers on it. You're we need like to do it. like a whole series of like Halloween prep stuff that's just called Show Me That Weenie. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dro- dropping out our weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's that, right? Um, Pulling on a Pull, Pulling weenie. a weenie? Oh man! There's uh, something here. We got we got to keep buffing this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slather slather my weenie with chili. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, we're going the wrong way. Yeah, that's a different thing entirely. That's our Halloween. <laughs> <Say cooking>. no, <laughs> chili, no. <laughs> that's our Halloween cooking segment. Outside Halloween. See, it works. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Weenie stuff. We'll come back. To, we'll come back to the weenie stuff. Put a stuff. pin in Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, th- those are the things I've been watching, and we did uh, the old screaming chat. Where we watched uh, Teenagers from Outer Space. How's that? Okay, so we watched it because um, the at the meetup, the night before the meetup, some of us met up hey. uh, and had some cocktails up here on Market Square. And the place we were having cocktails, we were sitting outside, you know, because of the COVID. Uh, and we were looking in and we kept seeing this movie and being like distracted by it because it was like, what is happening in this movie, like ray guns and shit turning into bones and whatnot, and a guy with just insane eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> and so finally, we were like, I, you know, watch it. Finally, see what it's all about. Um, it's, it's uh, bad. It's something it's bad. It's okay, bad. so I it's mean, not good. Fifties B horror movies are fun, campy, but they're not good. <laughs> Like, yeah. they're not good movies. Yeah. So, it was a fun screaming chat, but the movie, not good. No. Word, man. But was also, it more fun than Malignant? Oh, no. <laughs> not even Absolutely close. Absolutely not even close. No. Uh, I look forward to seeing people's reactions about that, by the way. Me, too, because I've seen such polarized oh my responses God, already. And uh, also, and a handful of people are just confused like we were. We're just like, I what don't know. What the hell what? is this? Yeah. So yeah, um, also we did uh, Cellar Dweller on Sunday, and uh, John Latour reminded me we've done that two years ago, <laughs> and I didn't remember a bit of it. Thanks, so, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I must have been pretty on the sauce that night, but uh, it's got Jeffrey Combs in it in the okay, opening. that's cool. And it's got some really cool stuff. Cellar Dweller is worth a watch. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's not like amazing, but it's an 80s horror movie that has some cool stuff to it. Count me in. That sounds yeah. okay by me. Mm-hmm. I'll drink a co-beer to that. Oh, I would love to. And How about this, we rip into one here? I'm excited for this, man. You posted this on the old uh, Instagram. On the griddle, man. Got yeah. this over at the Merchant Sub Beer. They had just a couple of them, and I uh, went in and snagged one as fast as my little feet could carry me. I do have kind of small feet. <laughs> you got it a little is tiny true. feet? It makes that little cartoon noise as you walk. It does. That's Petite cute. feet, feminine <laughs> step. <laughs> Sounds like a lady when he's walking in the room. That's uh, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric, yeah. Yep, they wrote that about me. Did they? So uh, this is the Southern Tier Mm -hmm. 
Pumpkin Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. And I am so excited to fucking try this out. We tried yeah. Pumpkin for the first time on the show the other week. Very impressed. And since People then, were dude, correct. I'm telling you, man, I've just been on like a pumpkin beer buying spree. So we're probably going to be sipping on a lot mm. of different pumpkin beers and stuff. Because of the that October nitro, month. that the the scent coming off that is strong. It's as hell. creamy, dude. It smells great. It's though. coming out with a good old frothy mop on uh-huh. top. I'm sure this will be pretty awesome, right here. I've heard that it's really good because I could imagine with as good as the pumpkin was, yeah, with the cold brew coffee kind of yeah. flavor in there too. I bet that'll work great. Because the thing is, is like, dude. You know what can make a slice of great ass pumpkin pie better? A fucking cup of coffee. Absolutely. And a little whip cream on top. A little top. whip. God, that smells fantastic. I know, right? It's just so like it's like it just the nitro is just pushing it out at but your the, nose. But the coffee flavor is still totally yeah. there. Like honestly, it's got the coffee smell, but as well as like some some nutmeg and some cinnamon and stuff. It tastes like a great coffee that's been lightly dusted with a pumpkin pie spice. What's oh, that doing to boy. you? You like that? Yes, I do. That the the creaminess really adds. Mother it tastes of God. like it tastes like pumpkin pie with coffee, basically. Like you this were saying, this is incredible. Yeah, this is probably better than regular pumpkin. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Holy shit! That 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 just tastes like dessert. It's so good, but it's not like it's super not sweet. sugary. Yeah, it's it's the nitro that's adding that like creaminess that's like kind of balancing it all out. Holy cow, that is good. What's the what's the ABV on this thing? It's like eight, eight point six, eight point six. Ooh, buddy, <laughs> we got pints of this shit too, so we're gonna be feeling <laughs> real good, man. God damn it, that is that is killer. Like yeah, that, that is, is legit so fantastic. That this is, is extremely good. Maybe the best pumpkin beer I've ever had. Yeah, for sure. And, I really and think so. honestly, I would have said that about pumpkin last yeah. week. And so this week, yes, the we nitro and the cold brew bit add a lot. I kind of hate that we've done these two at the front of our pumpkin beer drinking festivities. Yeah, because you know we're going to drink something that's not as good. It's going to suck, yeah. But would be good otherwise, but you've had this. We're spalt. We're just <laughs> fucking spalt, man. Yeah, if, if anybody can find any of this shit, get it. I seriously, yeah, this, this just feels like... like the the scent memory in my head this is sitting at um sitting at the table the day after thanksgiving eating a piece of pumpkin pie with some whipped cream on top having some coffee it's absolutely fucking awesome i want to drink this all halloween season Mm -hmm. long and i'll tell you what too i found an instagram feed there the other day that i started following and um it is only pumpkin beer reviews that's all they do yeah and How many could that possibly? It's a lot. Oh no! <laughs> like there's a fucking ton on here. Holy shit! Yeah, and it's uh, it's one guy that I don't know, and Sam Heimer, who's a really awesome artist. He does like Sale of Satan's artwork and stuff like that. Oh, okay, I thought that name sounded. Familiar. And he does artwork for a bunch of like beer yeah, companies yeah. and stuff too. Sam Heimer's awesome. So if you want to follow him, it's just pumpkin underscore ale underscore reviews. That's awesome. Give them a follow and there. Tell them Dead and Lovely sent you and keep up with their pumpkin beer reviews god damn it that is good yeah it, I'm, the, the coffee and pumpkin balance is right yeah because it tastes like it tastes like you're having pumpkin pie and coffee not like mixed together nope. but like two separate things but they're in your mouth and you got that just perfect flavor combo yeah because honestly like whenever i was 
you know, about to take a sip of this, I was thinking this is probably going to be like pumpkin spice latte the beer. Right. And it's not. It's not that. No. I don't know how they achieve that balance. Though I would I would go for a pumpkin spice latte the beer. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Count me the awesome. fuck in, man. Basic Ben is going to get on on that yeah. shit right there. Well, Steve, I'll tell you what. Earlier in the week, I uh-huh. was in the gym and I was fucking, I was um, worshiping at the Iron Church. Yep. That's what they do. Flexing. Flexing. With the power of our sweet Satan on my side, because I was jamming some goddamn King Diamond. Yeah. Ah. Can you do your best King Diamond noise? Ah. That's good. Yeah, I just repeated what you did. It's pretty much yeah. the noise, you know? It's the noise. You got to imagine Mickey Mouse falling out of an airplane. Ah. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's King Diamond. Yeah. And I love it so much because I tend to, to find myself listening to certain things to get me in that Halloween mood. People listen to their Christmas music to get in the mood for Krimbus. Yeah. That's fine and good. What are you going to listen to whenever you're trying to get in the Halloween spirit? Huh? I, uh, I could imagine a few songs. In fact, we may have even made a list. We made a fucking goddamn playlist because mm-hmm. I posted that up on the uh, on the Instagram page that we got over there. And a bunch of people are just like, maybe you make a playlist. And I'm mm-hmm. like, got it. Yep. On it. So we're on it right now. We're not making it. Um, no. We're just telling you what would be on it if we made it. Then maybe somebody else will do it. Yeah. And then we make that money. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, I say before we get to the movie review ski, let's take a little a musical detour to the preview palace. We're going to the preview palace. We're going to have a time talking Halloween. You and me, we're going to make a playlist together. Jazz hands. That's right. We're going to give you guys our ultimate Halloween playlist that you're going to enjoy to get you through the month of October. Yeah. Now, there's obviously like 80 million songs that I'm sure that we left off because we came up with this idea really quickly. Yeah, we were struggling, actually, for a while to come up with a preview palace because yeah. everything seemed too lame yeah. in comparison to... We're like not fun enough. We, you like, know, we were like, Hobo or Nobo oh, and man, Best we've been Dead on street, Kids dude. and uh, Most Fuckable uh, <laughs> Symbiotic Twins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're breaking our streak, but we're we're doing something useful. Yeah, God we're damn giving it. you music yeah. to listen to to get you in the goddamn Halloween spirit. Yeah, the goddamn spirit. <laughs> you know. So let's just get on with it here and give this them. This beer is already hitting me, by the way. Oh yeah, all yeah right. I haven't had anything to eat today. True apothecary. <laughs> so um, you know. The thing is, is like I said, there's obviously going to be a lot of songs that we left off of this, and oh, yeah. I want to know what they are. Uh, post these up on our Instagram, on our yeah, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, because I know we left off your, your favorites. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, too, we're just going to say, like, you know, you could put entire albums on by most of these yeah. bands, and it'd be fine. 100%. But we and try to choose one per band. Also, the challenge here is how could you possibly organize these songs into a playlist that wouldn't be like, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, totally, man. Now, whenever we decided to do this, the first thing that came into my head was my favorite band to listen to at Halloween and also all year when it's not Halloween uh-huh. because I'm fucking obsessed with Ghost. Yeah. Ghost okay. is just my damn obsession. G-Host. Anybody that knows me longer than five minutes hears me you know, ask them if they've listened to Ghost yet because mm-hmm. uh, I genuinely do just worship this band. Now, you could put on basically any Ghost song, and it would be a bop, but for sure. me, that Elizabeth 
off their uh, okay. Opus Eponymous record, their first Is that album. The one? That's the fucking one. It's about Elizabeth Bathory. Come it, on. Yeah, already. That's like super morbid and Halloweeny. Pretty spoopy. Yeah. She bathed in the blood of innocent virgins. You know she did. Yeah, definitely. And that riff is fucking sick. Yeah. Down, 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 It's so, like, just perfectly spooky. Like, I, yeah. I maintain Opus Eponymous by Ghost. Again, you could put any song from there on this list and it would be perfect. Yeah. Put the whole fucking album on the playlist. Opus Eponymous, I think, is one of the greatest records that come out in the past 20-something years, honestly. Okay. I, I have probably listened to that record upwards of... Upwards of, uh, I'm, I'm just going to conservatively guess twice. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more like five or 600 times. Oh, okay. Legitimately. I yeah. fucking love that record, man. Now, whenever we started putting this list together, you thought about... The Misfits A Misfit. Yeah. Now, there's a million Misfit songs you could put on. Woo! There are only a slight number that are good. Yeah. I apologize to everyone who likes the Misfits after Glenn Danzig, but you're wrong. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, there's some fun <laughs> stuff, but like, come on, man. Though I imagine all the songs are probably appropriate for Halloween, like Frankenstein's Funeral. Probably <laughs> stuff like that in there. <laughs> That's my impression of post Danzig. Graves Misfits. era. I get yeah. it, man. Also, is this the year that I dress up as Ben Danzig for Halloween? I hope so. Do I do it? Because I have been like working out more. I could probably pull yeah. off like a mesh shirt. Yes. Maybe I do it. I've do got the ben hairline Danzig. for it for sure. Absolutely do Ben Danzig. Ben Danzig. I, I discovered just the other day uh, when my wife said uh, it would be funny if I tried on her her um, leggings, uh, which she then instantly, when I put them on, was like, all right, what's up? Pulling it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Show uh, me that weenie, she said. Yeah. As soon as I put them on, I was like. Well, I guess I got to dress as a professional wrestler for Halloween because this is Love amazing. You should be a jobber. Just a total, like, not <laughs> no. cool. Just not cool. Just be no, like a I fucking gotta jobber. I got to be cool. I can't not be cool. <laughs> what am I going to do? All right, all anyway, right. Anyway. Be cool with it then. Uh, I, I think Misfits, uh, e even Danzig Eric, you could pick almost any uh, any uh, song. But I got something to say. I killed a baby today. Oh, little Astrid. What about some Green Hell? Green Hell, great one, yeah. Halloween, the song. Halloween, I the song. I remember Halloween. Yeah. But Die, Die, My Darling Ooh. is a fucking banger for Halloween. That's a good one. I mean, again, you could pick, you could just play misfits all halloween yeah and you'll be in you'll be in the spirit you'll but be in that spirit for that's sure that's the one we went with that's a pretty strong well, one. there's also there's also a good metallica cover of that oh is there yeah okay now let me just ask you a question all right who do you think about when i just give you a single word a single syllable that okay. goes like this yeah <laughs> that's, that's rob zombie right there you're damn right robert it is zombert. robert yeah bob zombert himself <laughs> Dude, and again, there's a lot of songs you could pick here uh, because there is a lot of just fun, spoopy, schlocky oh, yeah. shit in that guy's catalog. For sure. Super Beast would be a great uh -huh. addition. I love his version of Boogeyman that's on the Crow soundtrack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That one's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I had to choose motherfucking Dracula though. Mm -hmm. A song about a car? That is a Dracula. That is a Dracula. Come on. <laughs> How are you not going to play Dracula at your Halloween party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my throat hurts yeah. already doing that. 
I gotta tug on this beer a little bit more. Let yeah, that nitro real. coat no. my throat. For real. But yeah, yeah, that's a great one. I mean, it's it's already Halloween themed. Dracula, it's Halloween's his birthday, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one on this list, dude, that I put on here because it's just one of my own personal favorites. Okay. And I'm very sad to say I haven't been able to find it anywhere on the internet. As far okay. as I can tell, this actually doesn't exist. And somewhere in our storage unit, we probably have the only copy of it that's on CD. Okay. So, a long time ago, my wife, uh, uh-huh. she worked at the CD store. Yes, the CD swap in at Jefferson the old City. CD swap in uh-huh. Morristown, actually. She oh, in Morristown. The, the oh, the original bigger location. one, the better one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the deluxe one. Mm-hmm. She worked there, and somebody brought in, like, a box of, you know, a million CDs and stuff like yeah, that. That they definitely weren't selling for meth. No, absolutely right. not. No one ever did that. Nope. Ever. And there mm-hmm. were also no roaches in game cubes or anything that would scuttle out as soon as they opened them up. Oh, that never happened. Oh, God. God. the stories that she has to tell about that I place. I bet. I bet. She I'm could sure. do a podcast of just, like, tales from CD Swap, and people <laughs> would be like, this is fake, right? Yeah. But, that was actually, that's a good idea, Tale f- Tales from Used Stores. Actually, you know what? Like, it should just be... People at McKay's probably deal with that. Tales from story. Morristown. <laughs> just Tales from Morristown, Tennessee. Tales dude. from Morristown. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody brought in all these CDs and stuff, and typically, you know, she'd go through them and bring home the good ones and stuff, give us first dibs. Mm. And she grabbed this one that was by an artist called The Storm King. Okay. And it was like a burnt CD in a jewel case that had like a fucking notebook paper cover. Like it was somebody drew on a piece of notebook paper. It was like a guy, if I recall, I think he was on like a winged horse and he was holding a jack-o'-lantern. They just drew that on a piece of notebook. Yeah, and slid it in the front of the jewel case. That's rad. I have no idea who the Storm King is. I don't know if he's somebody in Morristown. I don't know anything about this fucking guy. I hope we find out. Dude, Uh if anybody can find anything about this guy, holy shit. Yeah. I will flip my shit because I just so badly want to listen to this stuff again because we have it. On our like iPods, which again are probably in a storage unit somewhere. Right. Probably long dead. I doubt they work anymore, honestly. Uh, yeah, probably not. There's like two tracks on the record, and the leadoff is the title track of the record, Jack O' Lantern Smash. Jack O' Lantern Smash, okay. I'm just gonna give you what I can remember from from memory. I'm excited. My pumpkin is smooth and round. Its carved face evokes the town. That silly orange thing is a blast. Everyone now do the jack-o'-lantern smash. Okay. It's like the most fucking lame, corny-ass Halloween song I've ever heard. Sounds that way. It's so sweet and innocent. It's just so innocent-sounding. Yeah, yeah. And the guy sounds so friendly. I'd love to carve a jack-o'-lantern with the Storm King. I'd I bet love he's awesome. to. I bet. You know what, though? We're going to find out Storm King, he's a COVID denier. Oh, yeah. He yeah. got canceled like long ago. That's yeah. why I can't find out anything about him. <laughs> exactly. He got canceled in the 90s. <laughs> oh, my God. How did he do that? He was that bad. <laughs> but, dude, I, I seriously wish that I could just find anything about this guy and find more Halloween songs. The other song that's on there, I'm trying to remember what it is, but it's also fucking great. I think it's just something about a Halloween party or something, but Jack-O-Lantern Smash, uh-huh. that's the fucking one right there. That's okay. the silver tuna. All it's right. It's so sweet and corny. Well, Ben, we had to have some hip-hop on here. I'm, I'm a big hip- hip-hop head. Yeah. Like the rap. Uh, and I'll tell you what, there's not a much better uh, 
spooky aura to a song than Snoop Dogg's Murder Was the Case. It's pretty cold-blooded. Murder was the case that they gave me. Oh shit! He's killing somebody on that track. That's true. That does get pretty fucking dark. Yeah. So I'm just saying, toss murder was the case on at a Halloween party. It's gonna improve the time. It's gonna get wild. Yeah. And then you see a commercial with him and like Martha Stewart on it, and you're like, less wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also you could throw on Mellow Hype '64. What is that? That is a song. I'm telling you. Uh, it, uh, mellow hype. It's odd, is it very mellow, guys? Nope. <laughs> it's actually quite intense. It's very intense. Uh, it's a good. It's a good song, and also a good like horror themed uh, video mm-hmm. to check out. I, I recommend it. Okay, I'll just yeah. scope that one out, man. But I think there's. I think there's some uh, less spooky hip hop with maybe some spooky themes we Uh-oh. could talk about. Yeah. I mean, maybe for instance, masterpiece. Scream! Oh, <laughs> I hear them coming. <laughs> From you know, Scream it's been, Three, I believe. Been too long since I heard two, that man. one. Master yeah. P. What, what's another one? What's another good hip hop? Well, okay. I mean, song. let's let's go fucking old school on this. Yeah. You know, I like the old school. Me too. I'm not a fan of the new school. Oh, you don't like that new school? They did it right the first time. <laughs> okay. Hank did it that way. <laughs> okay. Or something like that, right? <laughs> right. What do you know about a hardcore hip hop? That's about a child murdering pedophile. Oh, yeah! okay. I bet that sounds like real dark. It's a nightmare on my street. <laughs> that William Smith? By William, by Bill Smith. Oh, Bill Smith. Bill yeah. Smith himself, yeah. man. That was yeah. on that was on it's a, a good old on my street. Elm Street soundtrack. That's just a Well, it wasn't on the Elm tune. Street soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's right. right. That's they right. They didn't it buy it, but he still made it. They did get the Fat Boys, though. They did get the Fat Boys, a much, a much more inferior song. Yeah, 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 I think so, too. I think so, too, yeah. man. I think we got another song, though, from A Nightmare on Elm Street on there. I mean, okay, just let me ask you this. Uh-huh. You're going to a Halloween party. You're going right. to be hanging out with your friends and stuff. Right. Do you or do you not want to hang out and rock out with the guys that sniffed some old booger sugar <laughs> off of Fred Cougar's fucking finger knives? That sounds like Halloween to me, baby. I want to party with those boys in that rocking little band uh-huh. called Duckin'. Dream Warriors, don't want to dream no this is an unexpectedly musical episode. Yeah, uh, yeah I did not expect VHS to be a no. musical episode. No, first time listeners, there's not usually this much singing. Eh, there should be, There's though. some. There should be. Yeah. <laughs> I think every episode should be a musical. Somebody leave us a review on iTunes that just says, great show, could be more singing. Yeah, please. Five stars. Five stars, yeah. Yeah, five stars. Yeah, don't give us like a four-star bullshit just because there's not enough singing. Yeah, if you give us five, we'll start singing more. Right. You want to get us to listen? Give us a good review. Go head on over there to Mark Marin, see if he's singing any goddamn I thing. I fucking doubt oh, he is. Oh, it's me, Mark Marin. I'm sorry I pissed you off in the past, but <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> he said, hey, buy some coffee. Is that a thing? Lock the gates. Well, all right then. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I do, man. Yeah, man. I got to hear me some Dream Warriors as well as Into the Fire, which is on the, okay. uh, the Dream yeah. Warriors soundtrack. Uh-huh. But the actual tune, Dream Warriors, that's the one. Also, check out my lesson on how to play that ripping ass solo on my YouTube what channel. What about that Tuesday night song on part four? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like Moving a on. Heart attack on a one way street. Mm-hmm. No, no, what no. The Moving fuck? on. Not on the soundtrack. That is not on our playlist. No. No, thank you. Okay. Let me ask you about this, though. What do you know about. Maybe just one of the fucking sickest 
synth bass lines of all time. What do you know about this? Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Not to be confused with Give It To Me Baby by Rick James, which is... Right, which is similar. Boom, boom, Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Which is also, like, dope for a Halloween party just to pop it off. Look at it this way. Rick James is dead. He's probably a ghost. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense when you think of it that way. Okay? <laughs> you imagine Rick James's ghost in your house? God, you'd never get any sleep. We can keep tying this ghost together, ghost coke though. all the time. That's true, yeah. yeah. He would be fucking riding that shit all night. Mm-hmm. We can keep going deeper with this, though, too. So not only is Rick James clearly a ghost that right. haunts your Halloween party, obviously. Duh. Um, we can get really fucking trill, dark, twisted with this, too. He and Linda Blair had a relationship for a while. Did they? They did. I brace did not your, know that. Oh, brace yourself for this. So they had a relationship for a while. He unknowingly knocked her up. Oh, and no. And she had Rick James's abortion. Oh. So I've also got Rick James's ghost baby at the party. <laughs> Excuse me, ghost fetus. I, I do like to imagine Rick James is the type of guy who's like, hey, man, sorry about the abortion. You want to hang out? <laughs> We're ghosts. Crazy. We're ghosts. It's whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a horror tie in there. Yeah, okay. Linda Blair. <laughs> Sounds Pretty awesome. awesome. There was a band, I think from Johnson City, called Linda Blair's Abortion. Years Seriously? Ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were they funky? No. Oh. No, uh-uh. That's a shame. They were like death metal. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were those type of guys. They weren't very good. Nah. Sorry if one of you guys is listening right now. <laughs> Some guy just took That's off- my band! <laughs> he just took off his hat that said Linda, Linda Blair's, Blair's abortion, abortion, threw it down, and was like, fuck you guys! Unsubscribed! <laughs> Go to Ben's YouTube channel. Unsubscribe too. <laughs> Fuck you. That's him playing guitar. <laughs> Somehow, long a long, long time ago, we were talking about Thriller by Michael Jackson. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where are we? What are long, these things in front of us? These are microphones. Ago. What? <laughs> yeah, Thriller. Yeah, fucking Thriller is hey, awesome. I on. mean, Thriller is the type of thing you throw on in the background at a party because not only are you getting the fucking awesome song, but you also get the video. Mm-hmm. Which is rad, too. Bad as fuck, man. Rick mm-hmm. Baker effects? Come mm-hmm. on. Of course you got to yeah. watch that. Bad and as it, shit song. You also got to throw on the Indian version. Remember that oh guy? Oh, my God. Gully it's awesome. Man, <laughs> man, man. Just look up Indian Thriller if yeah, you don't know what we're awesome. talking about. Yeah, it's awesome. Not even kidding. That song is in my head all the time. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> it's out of control wild. Now, what about if you want to go for something that's maybe bridging the gap? Because as we know, Halloween is the gateway holiday to the holiday season. Right? right? We got Christmas after that, uh-huh. right? It's pretty much right after Halloween. Basically. What if you want something that ties it together? Well, maybe you go with a little this is halloween from nightmare before christmas it just makes sense i mean it's such a perfect halloween song it's a bop you know i mean it's debatable about whether or not nightmare before christmas is a halloween movie i think it is a perfect like end of the night halloween movie. like not in my house (laughs) it's a november movie or it's the next day november 1st you turn on nightmare before christmas but that song itself that's Halloween as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely so, man. And there's also some cool covers and stuff of that out there yeah, as well. Yeah, there are. I've there's like several. a whole awesome like cover album of The Nightmare oh, seriously? Before Christmas soundtrack. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It's got like, I'm trying to remember, Corn does one. It oh, might yeah? be This Is Halloween. I can't remember. Kate's definitely like <laughs> mad as hell right now. I can't remember. Halloween. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Hmm, bop, bop, he yeah. says. <laughs> but yeah, great one right there, man. 
How about we just keep on the movie train right here and talk about one that was by one Ray Parker, not the yeah. original Ray Parker Jr. This is the junior version, yeah. The son yeah. of Ray Parker. Mm-hmm. There's also an incredible this is not Hugh Lewis. <laughs> fucking Key and Peel sketch uh-huh. about yes. Ray Parker's other songs. Yes, God damn it, it's Ian so funny. Peel is seriously still uh, what, like 10 years old at this point, still one of the best sketch shows you can watch today. My God, man. Like, absolutely hysterical. So good. Yeah, ridiculously yeah. fucking funny. But yeah, the Ghostbusters theme. Of course, you got to listen to that. Yeah, 100%. Ray you Parker. can also grab some of those songs Dude. off of like the soundtrack, like that, uh, I believe it's magic, uh-huh. all that stuff in there. Right. And the Ghostbusters 2 also has some cool soundtrack stuff on it there. It does, as well. yeah, yeah. That song that plays in it, you know the one. The song that's playing when like it's like showing everybody in the city as like the like basically that's that weird slime stuff starts coming up out of exactly the right. That's a cool that's song. That's the one yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Now there's one that I'm gonna put on here that might not be a super widely known band, but I'm just gonna tell you, you're about to listen to him and you're okay. about to be like, oh damn. Oh, right. damn. You're I'm gonna excited. Say, you're going to say, oh, damn. Oh, damn. I'm talking about a band called In Solitude. Okay. Now, In Solitude is a band that has a couple of records, and they broke up a couple of years ago, which makes me super sad because their last record, which is called Sister, uh-huh. is where they really started kind of like finding their sound and really getting into what makes them so fucking awesome. And then they broke up afterwards, which okay. does suck. I think the guys have formed other bands, which are still cool. But that sister record by In Solitude is just fucking amazing. And I feel like post-ghost? Post-ghost. Post-ghost. Mm-hmm. I've been searching for more stuff that is similar, where it's like it's melodic, right. but it's creepy. Um, good, like, hard rock kind of riffs and stuff like that. Some good, like, kind of kind of low-budget production that just sounds raw and really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I've been on the lookout for something that scratches that itch, and whenever I heard the song, Death Knows Where. Oh. K-N-O-W-S. Not N-O-S-E. Death Knows Where? Where's death that knows? Death Knows? Where is it? Hmm. Oh, I got your nose, Death. <laughs> yeah, it's not really that's like what that. It's about that. I mean, Death doesn't have a nose, really. It's yeah, and they got it. Yeah. So Maybe that's what go. they meant, and it's a misprint. <laughs> death Knows Where? Where did it go? Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, this song is the first one of theirs that I heard where I was just like, oh my God, this is kind of what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. That record has some awesome stuff on it too. But yeah, Death Knows Where. I'm going to say it's for... Solitude. Yeah, dude. Death Knows Where. Okay. I'm just going to say like, if, if you like Ghost, if you like Misfits mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and probably even into some like kind of sludgy, stonery stuff like High on Fire and things, I think you're going right. to like this band. Their earlier records have more like screams and stuff on it, but Sister is just all clean vocals and it's Fucking awesome, man. Okay. Such a good record. Love it, man. Awesome. What do you know about bringing some cowbell to a party? What do you know? I think... Tell me what you know. If you're going to bring cowbell, you better bring more. Just more bring more. More of it. Yeah, like more you than think, what? oh, I'm going to need a little cowbell. Bring, bring more. some more. You're going to need much, mm-hmm. much cowbell. And Makes perfect sense. You know what? Just on the way, while you're driving there with all your cowbells, don't fear the reaper. It just makes sense. Just don't. You know? Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that I know to like 90% of the population, that's the, you know, Will Ferrell sketch oh, right, song. Yeah. In my head, it's the fucking Halloween song. It's what old Lori Strode and them are listening to, jamming oh, yeah. in that core, right? Oh, they are. That's true. See, that's what it is to me. Like, when I think of that song, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm with Lori smoking a doobie in that old core. I, 
I, I saw Blue Oyster Cult in concert for my first concert. No. Yeah. I mean, my first concert was fucking Carmen, so <laughs> I don't know which is cooler here. Actually, okay, yeah, no, I went, yeah, I went to, like, some sort of, like, Knoxville Symphony Orchestra stuff before that. That's I know I saw jamming. the Nutcracker definitely oh, in hell fifth yeah. grade, yeah. If anybody listening um, is also a recovering religious person that knows Carmen, yeah. please fucking post about it on the Facebook group. <laughs> My God, please tell me everyone else remembers their childhood with Carmen. So, um... My my brother had just turned sixteen, uh, like earlier in the year, and that summer he was like, "We're gonna take a road trip." I was uh, twelve, uh, about to turn thirteen. He was like, "We're gonna take a road trip. Uh, we're gonna go see our aunt and uncle down in Georgia. They live near Atlanta. They play in Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> and they play in Blue Oyster Cult. So <laughs> I was like, was well, fuck, Dharma. I guess they'll play their song. <laughs> uh, no, we, we went down there and, um, you know, we're hanging out with our aunt and uncle. And uh, they were uh, old school stoners and not old school and like they, they used to do it. Like they still did it. They but did they've been opium. doing it for a long time. Real old school. They smoked yeah. hashish and I opium. used to do drugs. Hell, I still do, oh, too, but I used to. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, Nobody likes you. Check me out on Butster.com. Hey, it's me, Andrew Nice Clay. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, these people don't like your jokes, but you should keep doing what you're doing. It's believable. Hey, folks, it's me, Rodney Safey. <laughs> Not dangerous. I love safety. my wife. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Just wanted everyone to know. Okay. Don't anyone take her from me. She's the center of my universe. <laughs> She's the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> He's uh, so nice. <laughs> so, um, anyway. We have so, this, yeah. like, Cenobite group of fake comedians on the yes, show Yes, we do. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they, you know, old school stoners, um, and, you know, they, they were just, li- we were, like, down, they had, like, a community pool in their neighborhood, and we went down to the pool, and we were listening to the radio, my uncle was drinking, uh, and my aunt was drinking, and um, they started talking about a show, Blue Oyster Cult, and somebody else. I think I've said it before on the, in the past, and it's like a, a name you would recognize. I Molly Hatchet. No, I wish. that would. No. Deep Purple? Fuck, I don't know. But Blue Oyster Cult was headlining. <laughs> sick. So and, somebody that wasn't as sick as Blue Oyster yeah, Cult. Yeah, somebody not as sick as Blue Oyster Was it Steppenwolf? They're less sick than Blue Oyster Cult, so maybe. Uh, yeah, d- didn't what's his name uh, the the like nephew of the singer take over for a while? Anyway, whatever, not important. Uh, the important <laughs> part was a Steppenwolf fan is pissed as fuck right now. Yeah, for sure. Unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we were we were like you know my my brother and I were like sure okay I and I like I was I asked my brother like. Oyster cult, and he was like, "Are Don't we fear the reaper?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." Our aunt and uncle asking us to join a cult. This is scary and cool. So we we drove down there, and uh, it was like five bucks for the concert, and it was just full of old people, and it was a blast. <laughs> full man. of old people. Yeah, it was such a fun time. That, man, I'll tell you what, that was life before Biden. <laughs> I was just I another mean, day before Biden. He was around then. Uh, yeah, he was probably fucking 80 years old at that point. Yeah. <laughs> My God, man. That was 200,000. 200,000 years yeah. old. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, Blue Easter Cult, don't fear the Reaper. Were they badass? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they played Don't Fear the Reaper and 
Godzilla? Is that one of their songs? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played that. Oh, wait, no. God, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, did they play uh, uh, What's the One I'm Thinking About? I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. Obviously, they played all the hits. Yeah, that song, like, it starts off with that sick ass guitar harmony intro and it gets you fucking fired up. And then, <laughs> right, and then, then the verse like, is just lame. Nah. Lame. Yeah, yeah. Kind of lame after that. Burn out the night. Now, considering this entire thing started with me talking about King Diamond. Oh, yeah. There's no way that I can't not have the fucking king somewhere on this playlist mm-hmm. right here. Hail to the king himself. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I want to see King Diamond live. I've never seen King Diamond in concert before, and I'd fucking Is love to. Is he still to. touring? As far as I know, I mean, you know, not right now. Nobody's an old man at this point. He is an old guy, but he still fucking fucks. King Diamond has still got it. Okay. It's insane. You would not think somebody would be able to do that voice of Mickey Mouse falling out of a plane. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. After being, you know, decades and decades and decades old and having, I think he had like triple bypass surgery or something. And he still just fucking destroys it. He's absolutely awesome. Singing like a damn witch everywhere he goes. (laughs) Yes. It's like a witch flew into your window and it's like, (laughs) yeah, but then it turns out it's actually like a fucking 60 year old Danish man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The one that I chose here, I know a lot of people probably want welcome home to be on here, which of course that's a jam. Uh, I went a little bit older school. One of my favorite songs that he ever sang on is the Merciful Fate track, Black Funeral. Uh-huh. Uh, part of why I love this is because the riff is just so fucking aggressively metal. Uh-huh. And then the chorus is just, all hail Satan. Yeah. Yeah, it's hail Satan. Yeah. And it's, it's just song. like, well, this is metal as fuck. Like, this is what your parents thought metal sounded exactly. like. That was the thing that, like, the in every 80s parent's head was like, Heavy metal is drilling into your head. Hail, Hail Satan. Satan. And, and it's just a bunch of falsetto yelling. Like, Fuck yeah, it is. Hail Satan. <laughs> it's so fun. Like, here's the thing about King Diamond. I don't know if it's supposed to be fun and funny. Or if he's serious. I don't know legitimately. But like, right. every time I listen to King Diamond and Merciful Fate, I laugh and have such a good time. Right. I have a lot of fun. It's kind of malignity. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like... I think we're all in on the joke. I think I'm supposed <laughs> to laugh here? Because I am. I'm laughing. I just yeah. don't know. <laughs> but either way, it brings me much joy and happiness in the Halloween season and other times of year. I'm on like my last sip of this beer, and I'm sad that it's going to be gone. I mean, I drink another for sure. It's so good. It's insane. Yeah. Like I'm kind of wondering if Merchants has more. I'm buying all <laughs> right. of it. I'm going <laughs> to go in and buy all for of sure. it. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Close us out here. Give us a last track on this thing. All right, shut ben, it down. A lot of people are probably thinking, hey, where are the classics? Where's the Monster Mash? I'll tell you. Let Little me, known fact, I hate the Monster Mash. Hey. Fucking well, annoys me. Don't, don't you worry, none. Co-writer of the song, Leo Carpazzi's Got You Covered. <laughs> you don't say. With the Monster Fuck. <laughs> Dude, I was completely unawares of the Monster Fuck. Right. Until you played it for me barely an hour ago. Yeah, and, and now I'm living my post-Monster Fuck life. <laughs> And on this side of things, it's better. Everybody in PMFL, everybody is living a better life. So <laughs> the the monster fuck is um so comedian Nick Weiger uh, did this for like 
uh, comedy Bang Bang back uh-huh. in the day, like 10 years ago. And then there's also like a video of it for Funny or Die. I highly recommend looking up the monster fuck. The comedy Bang Bang version is funnier because there's like a lead up to it where he kind of like talks about the concept that he is Leo <laughs> Carpazzi, this guy who was the co-writer of the Monster Mash, but the original version was about monsters fucking each other. Dude. And it is so filthy. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. It gets worse and worse and worse. It's so fucking funny. You were and playing it, it for me, and dude, like, it was the first verse of the song, and I was I was already in tears. Yeah, and, like, and they're it gets four worse. It gets worse. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. And when it's Nick, so bad. apparently when Nick performs it, he is his face is aggressive. <laughs> so, just I please stop right For now. Love Everything God. you're doing and watch the monster fuck video. Uh, just go on YouTube, look up monster fuck. There, uh, he's he's done it like I think seven times Holy on shit. Comedy Bang Bang. He'll come <laughs> back and pretend like he's got a new song. But it's just the same song, but he adds like a sequel name to it. Very nice. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, always funny. Seriously, by the time the song ended, I felt like I had done like 200 crunches. You did. My abs hurt. There were tears in my eyes. She got titty fucked by a giant spider (laughs) is one of the lyrics. What? There's something in there about uh, Medusa's exposed breast turned a guy's dick into stone. Yeah. They did the fuck. I think uh, the Wolfman gave the headless horseman head. Yeah, he also wolfed down Frankenstein's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like I have to listen to this like thirty more times so right now. So yeah, it's a perfect Halloween. Like way not better only than does Monster it Mash. get you way into the mood of Halloween, it also gives you a little belly laugh. Oh, so it does. you do some ab exercise i guess i think so yeah <laughs> i think so so there is our perfect halloween playlist somebody put that together in an order where like it is not jarring <laughs> like how do you go from nightmare on my street to king diamond like <laughs> it works it's thematic it's totally fine yes. it's totally fine somebody put that thing together and if you find any information about the storm king i would love to find his out about whereabouts this guy. his hobbies um, whose mom's basement he's living in right now, yeah. anything. I want to know more about him. What if we get a message and he's just like, I'm not living in any mom's basement. My mom's living in my basement. Oh, shit. Jack-o'-lantern smash. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like that. Yeah. We'll find out soon enough, I guess. All right, Steve, I say before we get on to the movie review ski, um, we're definitely too sober right now. Yeah, no, yeah. I've uh, no buzz from that beer we just had, and I am completely in my own head. Oh, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. so. I think we probably need something that is really strong. Oh, yeah, definitely. Really dark, and Please. in a, a big old bomber bottle here from Burial in Asheville. This comes to us courtesy of Don. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. Who gave us 8 million beers. He also, uh, I, I you probably saw the post. He bought us Crossfire, and it's on its way here. Crossfire. So we're going to be playing Crossfire for a video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be a 10. It's going to be awesome. Obviously. And I'm thinking this beer is going to be as well. This is their Empire of Eternal Nothingness. <laughs> Do you think that Burial has a goblin that names all their beers? <laughs> yes. And I bet his voice is sweet and fluty. Yeah, probably. How about Empire of Eternal Nothingness? 
goodness. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know my voice sounds ridiculous. I'm actually quite dark. Yes. yes. I murdered your mother. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> I'm listening to King Diamond right now. Yes. That goblin loves King Diamond. For sure, Finally, man. a guy who talks like me. I wish that I didn't sound so happy all the time. For it's only I the am voice eternally suffering. <laughs> this thing is 15 fucking percent. Yeah. This is beyond wine that's strength. That's going to do it. Yeah. That's about going to put us under right there. This is an imperial stout with toasted cocoa nut. Oh, that's awesome. Bourbon vanilla. Okay. And Dublé dipped in cocoa. Dublé dipped. How do they Dublé dip it? How do you single dip it? What are well, they doing? I, I guess you you dip it and then you wet it. So they probably dip it and then dip it in some egg. It's, oh. it's a little like, you know, egg wash type of thing. Makes perfect sense when you think about it that way. Yeah. Let's pour this thing out. I predict it is yeah, black motor oil. as bitch. Yeah, that's it motor oil. It is very fucking dark. <laughs> that is no lie. There is little to no, like, effervescence. This is kind of yeah. the opposite of that nitro stuff yeah. that we had just a second ago, which was so foamy and creamy. Yeah, this is just, like, dark. Like that goblin soul. That's right, man. Oh, I'd also have to put some fucking goblin on that Halloween soundtrack. Oh fuck yeah! Why didn't we? Well, any you know, of the stuff we couldn't from like think of every single one, but yeah, seriously, everything from Phenomena is great. All the Suspiria stuff, like, so good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Goblin should be on there. This thing is looking luscious and velvety. Yeah, that looks awesome. Oh my god, it smells like it's gonna <laughs> kick our damn asses. Yeah, that is dark. It is dark and smells very, very fucking boozy. Yeah. It's very coconutty smelling. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely like smell the coconut chocolatey. And chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, it smells good. It smells um, really good. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's going to be a bomb. I can't imagine how this won't have like an alcohol burn at 15%. 15 fucking percent. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the strongest beers that I've ever had. There's no way that it doesn't have a little sting to it. Oh. Is it like It does have an mounds? alcohol burn, but boy, it's it's a lot, it's like. It smells like mounds to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. S- <sighs> okay, no, all right. It's opening up. Boy, that's something. Jesus, it tastes like mounds. There's a whole lot in there. That's fucking awesome. Do you like a mounds or an almond joy? Yeah, I love them. People mm-hmm. like fucking hate on them. I know, it's weird. They're so good. Yeah. And almond- this honestly tastes like a fucking mound. Yeah, it tastes like a mound. That, that is dark amazing. chocolatey, coconutty, like it, it's got a little bit really- of like musty aftertaste too. Yeah. It's like very dark. But it, like I said, there's an alcohol burn, but it's real like light. Like, it oh, persists. Yeah. It's kind of on the back end. You feel a, a sort of burn. God but damn, it's like, that is good. That's, that's dangerous, honestly. Burial fucks, man. Yeah. Again, continues the streak. Burial mm-hmm. fucks. It doesn't yeah. matter what style of beer they they're doing. they should fuck in Knoxville. They should fuck down the hill, down mm-hmm. here in Knoxville. I maintain, man. Although, um, RDM did text me and tell me that they are now, like, shipping all of their beers. Oh, are they? So awesome. you can just order them in the mail. Oh, perfect. So, I just drank my last surf wax, so I might need to order some more. All right. Maybe that happens. Man, dude, this. That's insane. That's probably the best burial stout that I've had. Remember the last time that I went up there and I brought yeah. home that one that was like all the like lemon shortbread or whatever? Yes, it I was do. Like, it was good. Yeah, but this is. This is way beyond that. Yeah. It's so chocolatey. It's so chocolate. It's so, so coconutty good. too, man. Mm. It's not terribly sweet. I mean, no. it's, it, it is sweet. You can't have it anything sweet, that's. But it's just like. The sweetness kind of disappears on the front end. Yeah. And the back end is like all that like dark chocolatey, toast, like toasted coconutty. Totally. Yeah. Damn it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking good. Thanks, Don. Yeah. Thanks, Don. Hey, Steve, let me ask you a question. Oh, I love questions. Let's hear it. Do you like shirts? 
Yeah, yeah, they keep my upper nudity problem solved. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Do you have upper nudity problems? Yeah, normally, but until you put on shirts. a shirt. Yeah. Thank you, scientists, for making shirts. Uh, it was a, an amazing discovery. 1925, they discovered shirts. Okay, let me ask you one more thing. Do you like saving 25% off of shirts whenever you buy them to solve your upper nudity issues? That sounds amazing to me. Oh, my God. Well, listen to this. Okay. I've got something that's just for you. I've got a way that you can get some amazing Halloween horror-themed shirts to cover your upper nudity and a way to get 25% off. Now, this isn't like a quarter off of a shirt as you order a shirt and it's only 75% there. Yeah, I was wondering about that. No, no, no. No. It's a whole shirt. Oh, the full shirt. Full shirt. Full length shirts. But I'm paying full price for it. No, no, no. What? You're paying 25% less, 75% of the price for a shirt. Can you believe that? A full full shirt for 75%. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, how do I do this? How do you do this? Yeah. You're going to go over to Graveyard Goods. Find Mm, these guys over on the Instagriddles, on the Instagram, graveyard underscore goods. They have a big-ass line of sick-ass merchandise that's always changing. They do these limited runs of some sick-ass horror-themed merchandise. I'm going to assume that... The limited runs have to do with the fact that they steal the goods from a graveyard. Clearly. And that's why they're selling them and giving a 25% discount. Because it's like, well, I I took this shirt off of a corpse. Exactly. And you know how few corpses are buried in their t-shirts. I can imagine. That's true, actually. Yeah. They throw away a lot of suits and gowns, Uh get straight to the Mm t-shirts, and then they sell them to us at discount prices. That's awesome. But before they do that, they print on some really awesome designs. Oh, from okay, that helps. Iconic movies like fucking Halloween. They've got this yeah. limited Halloween collection that's coming out this year. I'm going to get all of them because they're fucking sick yeah, as hell. You, uh, I, I checked them out at uh, Graveyard underscore Goods. That's right. Yeah, on, on the Instagriddles. And buddy, I'll tell you what, they got some awesome designs. Some badass old designs. Some of my YouTube watcher fans recently saw me wearing their sick ass Suspiria shirt. On some of my lessons and stuff, it's so badass. They do short sleeve shirts. They do long sleeve shirts that have okay. like graphics down the sleeves and stuff. I'll tell you what, man. They might have stolen them off some corpses, but those corpses <laughs> would be super proud of their apparel choices if they could only see them now, but they can't because they are dead. Yeah. So Graveyard Goods, man. That's right. Dead and Lovely 25 That's is the promo That's what you're going to enter in. Dead and Lovely 25. Numbers 25. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to enter in at checkout to get your own 25% off discount off some sick-ass merchandise to keep you spoopy all year long. I'm in a graveyard. Oh. I'm going to steal your shirts and turn them into profits. Ooh. Don't pay any attention to my competitor, Graveyard Bads. <laughs> They're bad. Give Graveyard good. They, they let you know in the name, you idiot. <laughs> It's right there on Front Street. <laughs> Graveyard Goods, dead and lovely to five. All right, now let's talk about VHS, which was a Patreon pick. Yeah, in- it? Introvert Alert submitted it. Introvert Alert. Introvert Alert. I don't know what that means, but Introvert Alert. Look out. Here comes one. Yep. You chose it. Yep. As part of our uh, Patreon page there for, for, what, is it five bucks a month? Yeah, five bucks a month. Uh, the five, $5 patrons get to submit uh, a movie once a month. We draw randomly, and then we review it like we're doing right now. And uh, VHS, this is one 
I watched back in the day, probably not long after it came out, because it was just one of those that like, um, I had heard about. Yeah, like just a good anthology, and I always love an anthology. And it also came out around Halloween. Okay, so I remember just seeking it out. It was also one of those that was just like early streaming services. It was everywhere. Uh, Yeah, every one of them seemed to have it. Yeah, yeah. So this came out, yeah, in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, right? And I watched this, I mean, it was way before we did the show, and I want to say that I watched this and, like, VHS 2 and, like, maybe Rec and maybe even Rec 2. Okay. Like, I watched all those around the same time. Okay, and so... What we're going to discover a lot, is... A lot of uh, POV, handheld... Found footage, found anthology footage stuff, shit. Yeah. And well, Rec isn't an anthology. That's the, zom- the Spanish zombie movie. Maybe I didn't watch Rex then. Okay. Thinking of something else, maybe. Probably. ABCs of Horror, maybe, because that also came out around the Yeah, I think is... that I did watch all those yeah. around the same time. And as we're going to discover, they all swam around in my head and became the same movie. Yeah. I also, uh, when I drew VHS, was more excited than when I started watching it because I kind of was remembering VHS 2. Dude, okay. Which is so a better movie. I'm glad it's not just me <laughs> because, you know, whenever we drew this one, and I told Kate that we're doing VHS, and she's like, I've never seen it. Is it any good? And I was like, well, it's like any other anthology. There's some good segments, some bad downs, segments, right. but, yeah. you know, they're and short segments. Yeah. That's, that's every anthology. So right. if you don't like one, well, there'll be a cool one coming up sure. in a second. But I was like, yeah, there's this cool segment where, like, there's this zombie that has, like, a POV a camera. POV cam. Yeah. You'll love that one. There's this awesome. cool one about this, like, cult. That's awesome. That's absolutely great. Yeah, I was like, one you'll love that one and stuff. Yeah, I was just remembering everything for VHS 2. Yeah, VHS 2 is great. And like so, the alien abduction at the party, I was like, that one's really cool, so you'll like that. Yeah. We start watching this, and she's like, when do all these douchey guys go away and the cool stuff right. start? And I was like, yeah. anytime now. Anytime now. And no, it doesn't happen. Douchey guys just keep being douchey guys, which, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll talk we'll about it. I think thematically we'll it works, but it's also not fun you know in the way vhs 2 is and people love this movie and they should there's some good stuff but also boy there's some i it could be shorter but i think let's go ahead and say that yeah two hours for an anthology yeah Mm. i think maybe the sick thing that happened to emily when she was younger is probably one that i I can't think of anything that needs to be removed i don't think so that was pretty was pretty tight uh, but yeah, I, I think for sure, amateur night. There's a whole lot of just walking and being in bars that could be cut. That doesn't really like, because we already get that two of these guys are super annoying. One of these guys kind of shy. Like we get it. We it's get easy. it. You don't yeah. have to keep showing us. Like uh, same with the uh, second honeymoon. There, there's a lot of downtime, and Tons. I I kind of get what. And we'll talk about each of these segments separately. And, and these these actual issues but i kind of get what they were going for but also it's like i i think for an anthology just cut some like we don't need to see him talking about wearing a cowboy hat or whatever well it's tough because like you're bridging the gap with the realism and believability of what you're watching here right where if these were just some found vhs's where some weird stuff happened yeah of course there'd be lots of just lame some downtime downtime home movie shit like the entire thing is not going to be some gripping suspenseful supernatural shit um, so there is that suspension of disbelief where you're just like, well, this is supposed to be like a realistic, this guy just popped a random VHS right. into a fucking tape player and some of it's weird and some of it's not. Yeah. So you, I mean, you can't blame any of the directors and writers cause they, that was the assignment. 
Like when Bloody Disgusting, uh, I can't remember the name of the producer guy from Bloody Disgusting, when they decided they were going to do this, it was kind of like they shot the frame narrative bit with Adam Wingard directing uh-huh. uh, and then had people plug in their things, like what it was going to be in between. And so like the assignment was kind of like, it's going to be this VHS thing. And we so this framing thing, there's five yeah. holes in it. And so obviously some of the directors took that to mean like, okay, it's going to be like a VHS tape. It wouldn't really be edited so much. Right. Like, and, and that's true to the form, but it's also boring. Does it make it entertaining? <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't really help the story. I yeah. know, man. And again, it kind of draws you in in a way where you do just sure. feel like I just popped in some random VHS. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I don't know that it makes it like entertaining. Yeah, it doesn't add to the entertainment value. So yeah, they, I mean, but again, uh, the names associated with this are huge now. In yeah. 2012, not so much, but now like these are big names. We Humble got, beginnings. Yeah, we got Adam Wingard, who uh, directs the frame narrative. He also directed Your Next, which is an awesome horror movie we'll have to do sometime. Yeah. People definitely, uh, you know, compare Ready or Not to it somewhat. So it's got a little bit of Ready or Not vibes, but also different mm-hmm. in a very very significant ways. The Guest, which is, I, I enjoyed that movie a good bit. The Blair Witch, which like the third Blair Witch movie, which, okay. again... Not great, but also fits really well into the Blair Witch mythology. I and there are one. a couple scenes that are top-notch. Okay, cool. Uh, and also, he directed Godzilla vs. Kong. I've heard of that one. Yeah, so... Kind of a big feature, <laughs> I guess. He's kind of become bigger. Uh, we also got David Bruckner, who directs the the, se- the segment Amateur Night, which is with the Succubus, who directed The Ritual, which is a cool movie. Okay, that's cool. I Night, like that the one. The Night House, which came out recently, which I've heard of. I haven't watched no, yet. I haven't and seen it. he's directing the upcoming Hellraiser reboot. Oh, shit. Uh, so guy's making strides with his career. That's big, cool. Yeah, big name. Uh, Ty West, who we've talked about before. Many times. House of the Devil. House of the Fucking, fucking Devil. Amazing. One of my obsessions. I, I yeah. fucking adore that movie. Innkeepers is okay. Innkeepers is... It, I liked it a good bit. Yeah, I understand it's, it's a little more low-key and not as... Doesn't have as big of a reveal and stuff as as House of the Devil, but it, it's still solid. Also, the Sacrament, which is uh, I think a great sort Pretty of cool. like faux vice documentary, mm-hmm. uh, and then In a Valley of Violence, which is still a, a western. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. Uh, and then you got uh, Glenn McQuaid, who did a movie called I Sell the Dead. Which oh yeah, I've seen that. Funny, he yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. And uh, also, uh, <laughs> I mean Joe Swanberg, I'll talk about more, but. Uh, he's he's kind of the mumblecore uh, messiah in some ways. Like really? he, he's he's responsible for uh, the Duplass brothers basically uh-huh. getting a breakout in, uh, as well as like uh, Lena Dunham and uh, uh, Greta Gerwig. So no shit. Yeah. So like whoa. Uh, Sw- Joe Swanberg. Like if you look at his IMDb, you'll probably be like, oh, I don't know any of these movies somehow even though he's made like 20 of them because he makes these micro-budget mumblecore movies. But um, highly recommend seeing Happy Christmas or Drinking Buddies. I like both of those. Uh, and then we got the Radio Silence guys who do the last one, the Halloween one. They directed Ready or Not, which well, we shit. love. Yeah. And they have Scream 5 coming out next oh, year. Oh, they're so, doing that? Yeah. So this is like... like That's in good hands. This seems to have been uh, some smart... Uh, producing here <laughs> somebody being like 
I see these certain people have this very obvious talent. And if we could just get them onto one anthology, we might get something out of it. And I think they do. I mean, some of this is good. I think this is kind of middle of the road when you look at all of it. But some of it's pretty good. Like, There's a couple good things in it mm-hmm. that, that I do enjoy. Um, yep. There's a lot in this movie that I just find very grating and irritating yes. and, and punishing. Yep. You know, like this isn't really one of those ones that I'm just going to put on for fun. Like the way that I no. do with like an Elm Street or whatever. Absolutely not fun. Like especially because of the frame narrative. Let's talk about that. So yeah. the framing narrative in this is that you have these guys that are just huge pieces of shit, I guess. Yeah. And film stuff like them uh, breaking and entering and destroying property and uh, sexually assaulting women. Yeah. And they're fucking scum of the earth, obviously. Yeah, they're, they're our, just our shit. Narrative, and they get hired Which by is, some guy to retrieve a videotape. I mean, that's good. The, the, it does a good job of setting up their scum. But the problem is that at the end of the movie, in the credits, they replay the scummy parts over and over and over yeah. as though they're celebrating it. And it's like, okay, wait, I thought they were scum. I know. Now it's like, so we're just it's watching the them sexually assault Woo! a woman over and over and over and over again cool, in the credits. Thanks. Overall, that's that's what I can't figure out. Yeah. Is like the movie is simultaneously like kind of damning these guys and celebrating them, it seems. Yeah. And I kind of fucking hate that. Yep. <laughs> Me too. And also, too, it's the kind of thing, man, where it's like under a more uh, delicate hand, I guess you could say directing, you could make us hate these guys and show us how shitty they are without literally showing us, you know, them like sexually assaulting women and filming sex tapes with women not knowing they're being filmed. And that I mean, kind of, I like, think... You I don't could, enjoy watching that. I don't enjoy watching it. I think you could still do it, and it works fine, it, you know, if we, we're seeing them get their comeuppance or whatever, but it doesn't really work out that way. They do get killed, but it's also, like, not enough. I mm. feel like, I think there's, like, that element of vengeance in a horror movie where when you set up someone to be ultra scummy... You want them to get ultra fucking deaded. Oh yeah, very instead dead. of like, just turned like into shark shit. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just like suddenly killed, like it's just like oh well then, okay, like fine. Like and, and I'm not even sure too, if they're being punished for what they did before or just breaking into say. a house. Yeah, there's not even that like comeuppance where it's just like you're being punished for being a piece of shit. There's yeah. not the Ebenezer Scrooge ending where like this is happening to you for a reason. It's just like they just kind of get deaded. Yeah. And that's just sort of it. Which it's uh, not I even mean, all that gratifying when they fucking yes, die. Yes, it's not very gratifying, and it's not fun to watch. Uh, I mean, again, it is effective considering that this is supposed... I mean, this is mostly, like, seemingly improvised dialogue, and it does a whole lot of showing, not telling, but it also just sucks to watch. I don't I want to. I don't want to be in... Like... If if I want to see, say, the amateur night segment or the sick thing that happened to Emily segment, the two segments I kind of think are the strongest, and then 103198 as well, if I want to see that, I would skip to it. I would absolutely skip this frame narrative. Whereas yeah. if I was watching, say, uh, Tales from the Hood, 
I'm not gonna skip the frame Hell narrative. No, man. Fuck no. That's like you want to awesome. get the shit, dude. Yes, I want to get the shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to watch the framing narrative in this because no, they're just such shitty guys. And I do wonder if this is some sort of commentary. I mean, this is made in 2012. This yeah. is kind of right when a lot of people started getting things like camera phones and shit like that. Yeah, and digital, YouTube's been around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like digital video was kind of becoming a thing at that yeah. point. So I don't know if they were trying to look in the crystal ball and be like, what if every dumb piece of shit that's obsessed with you know, whatever, jackass and all that stuff right. could start making movies, what would be their idea of entertainment? And kind of prophetic in that way because yeah. you can see, you know, there's some real scummy shit on YouTube, specifically, you know, like prank videos and prank makeout videos. Those things were real popular Ew. for a while. You don't remember I miss that. Oh, man. The prank would be obviously an obviously paid actress would make out with this guy who uh, uh, comes up to her and is like, you're so pretty. Can I like make out with you? And then they'd make out. Prank. Wow, what a prank! It's a prank, bro. Got him. Mm-hmm. Got him. <laughs> yep. So like, I don't know if this is trying to make some commentary on what you know, internettainment, right, could become in the age of bum fights and punked and right. all this kind of shit. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to predict like what people will do. Either way, I mean. They're not entirely wrong if that is their intent. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, if that's their intent, pretty prophetic. I also don't want to watch it. I still don't want to watch it. Yeah, no. I'm still not excited about the idea of seeing that. Uh, yeah, the sexual assault scene in particular is just like. No, no And thanks. it keeps showing it. It does it over and over. It's just like, hey, we're in a parking garage and we yank this girl's top up. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> and again, it's like, they yeah, get paid fuck you guys. dollars to do that. No. $50 to do. 50 I know. And again, that's kind of like showing us these, you know, the, these people's um, character in a lot of ways where they'll yeah. do these horrible, horrible fucking things for nothing. You know, nothing. Yeah. Like if they, I mean, unfortunately in this country, sexual assault is not often prosecuted in any real way. Nope. But they are uh, potentially could go to jail for this for a long period of time. And they're also for $50. fucking videotaping it. Yeah, they're very dumb. Yeah. Uh, and again, like all of that like that that's good storytelling because we've gotten all this with very minimal dialogue. Like the dialogue helps us understand they suck. Yeah. But it doesn't like necessarily go out of its way to provide a lot of exposition. We find out that they sell these videotapes and that the guy they sell the videotapes to or some guy who has seen their videotapes wants them to go steal a particular videotape. Yeah, from this house. And, and then that's the whole like frame story is them in this house. There's a dead body uh, of uh, presumably the guy who owns the house. And as they're searching and watching for videos, they're killed by this dead body. And then it looks like there's a second zombie there i don't know i couldn't figure that out either. I, like because like, when they're down in the basement there's like a body moving around but we yeah. see the other body upstairs upstairs so, yeah yeah and and like it's kind of cool i guess where you're just like wait there was a body in that chair earlier now yeah, there's it, not it's one. got some of those good elements to it like once they get in the house and like we don't have to see them out being assholes it's like well yeah this is just you know a, a, an interesting story of some people trying to rob a house and getting killed like caught up in a Perhaps a zombie type of thing. Perhaps maybe. just like ghost spirit of vengeance type of thing. I mean, maybe. 
Yeah, but none it's of also that's just kind of like okay, the, the the devotion to keeping this like VHS accurate, like what we were saying. Like, yeah, there's a lot of downtime. There would be. Sure. Also, would these guys be breaking into this house, filming it the whole time, filming themselves watching a VHS? Would they keep right. the fucking yeah. tape Yeah, some of that in? is some of that is strange what? for sure. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things on here where you're just like, yeah, but that doesn't really make right. sense. But you're also putting me, the viewer, through the punishment of watching this downtime and all this jostly ass camera shit to keep That's it accurate. That's kind of it, right? Because like, it's it's not pleasant to watch. Because of the the aesthetic as well as because of the material. So it's just like, no matter what your point is with it, it's not pleasant it's to not watch. It's not fun to fucking watch, man. Right. Especially in the age of just like, you know, we all have huge HD right. 4K TVs and, and shit like now. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, dude. It's it's rough to watch. Like, it yeah. kind of does like take you back to the early days of fucking YouTube and E-bombs world yeah. and shit like that where you're just like, oh, yeah, video quality was fucking horrible like I, you can film something on your phone now that looks damn fantastic I, even blown up to that size but not back then i saw an article reporting on this movie that reported that uh during one of the early screenings uh a, a guy had to leave and he had uh, an epileptic seizure and then uh, another woman had to leave and was puking and they were reporting this like it's so scary that wow. it's that way and it's like no mm. it's so scary it'll trigger your or it's so like jostly it'll trigger epilepsy yeah it's not that they <laughs> this guy wasn't having a seizure because he was scared he was having a seizure because he couldn't focus on anything and bright lights kept shining in his face like yeah dude it, it it's tough to watch it is tough to watch like whenever i watched this it was at the end of a day where i'd been working like literally all fucking day right and had some uh had some food and had a uh, uh some booze and stuff so I was pretty fucking wore out whenever I started this movie anyway. Yeah. And I'm sitting here watching it being just like, man, this is fucking punishing to watch. Yeah. Also, one of them drops the N-word. Uh, oh, which, yeah, that happens. Which is like, it's like, oh, yeah, the, the, these guys are scummy. But it's like, we already know they're scummy, and this is improvised dialogue. And it's like, what? Really? Come on. Again, Come on. The, the unsubtlety. Yeah. Of all that, you know? Like, yeah, but though again, shitty. those types of dudes would talk that way. So it's like I, I get I get the, the sense to be like, if I'm in this character, what would this idiot say? But it's also just like, gosh, man, you've already established how scummy these guys are. Like maybe just And then hold the thing back that's, that's puzzling too is is you know, like you can you can excuse that stuff being like, Well, sure. this is what it'd be like to hang out with these guys on yeah, it would be terrible. fucking VHS. <laughs> I get it. But then, like you said, with the ending credits, where it's just like, let's just keep showing the sexual assault. Yeah. You're just like, okay, I get it. I got are it. Are you just wanting me to see this? Yeah. Like, are you showing me this again to be like, celebrate? Like, because the music in the background seems to be this sort of celebration of what's being shown. And it's like. And it's not candid. It is edited footage yeah. to go over the credits. Specifically edited. So we keep seeing that same sexual assault over and over and over yeah thanks guys yeah i know so that that's not a good lead-in no to our first segment to our first segment which is actually good <laughs> actually pretty cool amateur uh, night yeah. is the first segment in here and this yeah. is the one that i did remember being in this movie yeah like i remembered there being the i like you yeah it's crazy very succubus girl like memorable the, i think so because it, it does a good job of establishing a party atmosphere and then she just shows up and she's just like wide-eyed and like 
deadpan face and like not even trying to be heard when she's saying i like you in the club yeah yeah it's just so like what is happening here but also the segment has way too much nonsense like just a lot of stuff that doesn't fucking matter here man. yeah i mean we've got these shitty guys that are out to film fucking a girl yeah they're out to film it hey shitty guys wow we haven't had enough of that yet yeah non-consensual amateur porn which is uh, again sexual assault so again we're into sexual assault um and that that is because the 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 premise of this is that's going to get reversed i'm cool with it like if we're going to talk about sexual assault and then the the sexual assault D, yes, the sexual assault D, turns out to have all this power and completely destructive and kills these guys. Like, that's cool. I'm into that. I, I like that because what we don't see in this is what we see in the frame narrative. We uh-huh. don't see a sexual assault entirely. She is being filmed against her will, though. So that in turn is sexual assault but she she is using them they think they're using her but she's using them so the way that it reverses that i think works well it's cool and and i totally get that and and i totally agree with like hey fucking would be non-consensual fucking yeah uh uh, rapist Mm -hmm. amateur porn filmer guys fuck them let them get fucked that's great i'm all for that death but yeah. then also, too, and again, this is a theme that continues through the whole movie. It's just like, yeah, fuck these guys that want to sexually assault this woman. Check out her tits, though. There's so yeah. much, like, male gazy, like, yes. gross shit in here where it, yeah. I feel like so much of this is trying to, you know, uh, what do they say? You know, have your cake and eat it, too. Or it's yes. just like, yeah, fuck these guys. They're scum. Check out her tits, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is it trying to say exactly? I... And I think, I think that like, there is some truth to these guys that they keep showing. I guess if they got a camera, the first thing they would do is male gazy nonsense. Yeah. So it's like kind of true to life, but it's also like, okay, but yeah, what you're presenting to me is a whole world where every dude sucks. It kind of every seems that single way. guy sucks. Come on, like, are you throwing him a hashtag? Not all men, right now. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, give us some. I mean, I guess the ten thirty one ninety eight does give us yeah, a, a, a release valve where it's like, like these are just some dudes who thought they were going to a haunted house party. They show up, they think it's a joke at first, and then like it's not, and they save. Save the day. The day, but turns out they, you know, save a demon. Whoops. Yeah, oopsie daisy. Uh, yeah, this Ameri- like amateur night. Like, I think I think it's, it's like, it's a solid um, anthology segment that yeah. it probably could have been edited down a little bit and still gotten the point across. Like, if instead of like every single like glitchy moment of them walking around on the sidewalk, if we just kind of cut that and just showed them like preparing to go out, then they're in the bar. Like we don't need the bits in between because none of the things that we hear in the bits in between doesn't matter. Tell us anything. Nope. They just tell us these guys suck. But 
like we already know that two of these guys suck. Yeah. And one of these dudes is shy. And there is like <laughs> there there is a little bit of a glimpse into morality here where it's yeah. like ultimately these guys are out to film them fucking some girl. Yes. Without her knowing that it's happening. Exactly. Yeah. And once they're all, you know, fucked up and they make it their way back to the hotel and stuff and dudes making out with chick on the bed and she like passes out drunk. Right. At least that one fucking annoying laughy Dane Cook guy is like bro she's passed out don't do it like yeah at least there's that little glimpse into morality sure maybe maybe yeah and and also they do they do i mean because like that that same guy gets bitten because she doesn't want to have sex with him and like the other guy says some like no means no type of thing yeah so like there's like some of that concept with them that like you should only have sex with people who want to have sex with you. But is it just happening because they're rolling a camera? Exactly. Is like, it only because you. they're on film? Yeah, we can't film you fucking a passed out girl. We'll exactly. get in trouble. Like, is it that kind of thing? Or is it yeah. actual like, no, dude, don't do that. That's fucked up. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I think I think they're just bad dudes. The two of them are just bad dudes. And the other one is, is shy and uh, incapable of standing up. And actually saying this is bad and wrong, even though he keeps like going away to say this is fucked up yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like, like get some balls. Like, <laughs> say this is fucked up. Say no. I'm not doing this. Like, anyway. I, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But the result then is the, the shitty dudes get killed. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is horror movie stuff. Like, uh, yeah. the, the results of your. Your uh, bad actions are death by I, succubus. I do like the effects and stuff that they did with her. Yeah, me She's too. got this like face kind of splitting down the yeah. middle and stuff. She's and got like those claw feet. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat, man. And and I do. I will say, like, I love the ending where suddenly, like, the camera that's on the dude's glasses or whatever suddenly like up in the air. Yeah, because she sprouted just, wings and is yeah. flying and like you carrying just see, away. Like, a kind of blurry version of her but we, cool. we know yeah we know what's happening yeah but like again at the end of the day it's just like i don't know how i'm supposed to feel here because it's like clearly these scummy guys are getting killed but then they're also giving me their shitty like check out her titty vision and i'm like this uh, ugh. like i don't yeah. want to be a part of this like that's the thing is like whenever i see shitty people getting killed in movies i don't want to be a part of their shitty experience right and this kind of makes you do that yeah, like strip her down, and there's like fucking full full nudity and stuff. I f- I see people get real defensive about this too. People that don't feel that same way, where they're like, "Well, you know, it's about horrifying you or whatever." And it's like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. If you like this type of movie, there's tons of them for you. I'm just not into them." Yeah, I'm not saying they don't do the job of horror. They certainly do that job. I just don't want to see it. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm not interested in it. So yeah, I mean, when it when it comes to like grading something, uh, it, it's down to personal preference. I think in a lot of ways, and I just personally prefer not to be implicated in the sexual assault and uh, like. Male, That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I, yeah, I just don't. want I don't be need a part that male gazy fucking yeah. creepy ass shit. I mean, look at it this way, dude. Like, we've never seen on screen. Freddy kill a child. That's true. We've never seen it. We've never seen it. But we know he's a child murderer, so we know he's a bad guy. And the story doesn't suffer because of that. No. It and, never and needs dude, that. It's weird because like saying stuff like that, it's bizarre because like, you know, you you and I are just super fucking liberal and stuff, but I 
I wonder if I sound prudish when I say that stuff, but I don't think it is. I'm, I, I'm not prudish at all. There's pro nothing, sex work, I'm pro porn. That's the thing, I, yeah. I, I think like... There's nothing prudish about saying, I don't want to see a woman getting sexually assaulted. I think in the sick thing that happened to Emily, both of the women show their boobs, and I don't feel like it's... uh, Like, it's showing the bad boyfriend being male gazy, but they're both consensually doing it and happy to do it, so it feels less... It doesn't feel gross at all. It just feels like, oh yeah, this is what boyfriend and girlfriend do when they're long distance relationship and they're talking on a laptop they show each other their fucking parts bits That's and a bobs. thing yeah uh, but so the that, way that feels it draws normal. you into that ex- shitty experience is like not fun for me exactly i don't you know? want to feel the shitty experience no yeah i mean like i said overall with this first uh this person here it clearly was was pretty effective because it also got turned into a yeah a it got movie. turned into a movie uh, a few years later uh Siren. It was released in 2016. I did not know this. Also had, uh, you know, uh, the what the fuck her name? That L- one, Lily Hannah Hannah Fearman, I believe <laughs> is her name. Uh, it had her starring as as Lily again. So uh, I haven't seen it. I hear it's okay. All right then, I'll have to check it out sometime. I think the first segment here is is okay. It's at least memorable. Yeah. Again, I don't want to revisit it, but I do remember. <laughs> I like you and those big creepy yeah. eyes and then the Yeah, she does a great sky. job. I she mean the job. guys obviously do a great job of making you hate them, but it's just like not fun. Not fun. <laughs> yeah. But she's yeah, she's awesome. Now what do you think about our second segment here? Second, second honeymoon. honeymoon. Now this, this is, is the Ty one Ty West, yeah. Yeah, this is directed by Ty West. And the thing about it is is like going into this, I read through the credits and stuff and I was like, Fuck yeah, Ty West, man. I, again I love House of the Devil and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited, and then when the whole movie was over, I was like, I wonder which one Ty West did. I was thinking he probably did the last segment, and then I was like, oh, wait, he did this one? Mm. It is um, it's more muted than other things he does, I, w- I would say. Like, it, it really does, it does a good job of slowly bringing you into this is a bad relationship Mm -hmm. because at first it's just like oh this is just a regular relationship but then like you get to the part where he's really trying to like force her to show her tits on the camera yep and she is not into it and he keeps pushing the issue man but again this is doing a good job of making us want him to die without doing like having us be a part of it because she doesn't end up showing her breasts so like we're just seeing a real tense bad situation without it also bringing us into you're part of this you've done this now right yeah yeah Yeah. you're implicated because you're watching this with me yeah it never goes quite that far right but it is still uncomfortable as shit to watch it's very uncomfortable yeah oh man extremely but it's a a slow lead up to that yeah and then, like, yeah, you're not sure where it's going, but then you do. I mean, once it kind of, once it goes, once you get to that part where, like, you know, he's had this conversation with the the, the girl asking for a ride, and then suddenly they're asleep, and now the camera's on, and who is shooting, who is filming, and like yeah. that, that it's like, oh, this is cool. That's and, a cool reveal because it's like it the, the camera shows him asleep, yeah, and then it shows the wife asleep and you're like yeah. oh fuck like yeah who is this? Filming this yeah that's cool and yeah. and honestly it, it sort of reminds me of like how weird it would be if you know i'm filming videos and shit all the time obviously 
if I uploaded my card onto my computer and I saw footage of like me and my wife fucking asleep in bed. Oh, that'd yeah. That'd be the weirdest shit in the world. Absolutely. And that's a really terrifying idea. Like, and I, I do like that part of this segment. I, I can see it would be interesting, and I wonder if Ty West considered going this way of the next day, like him seeing the footage. Yeah. And then being freaked out and whatnot and her like calming, calming him down or something. Because in the end, we find out that the, the person who's doing this is, is her girlfriend who is helping her get out of this bad relationship basically by murdering this guy. Yep. And that scene is awesome. Pretty like when he gets cool. stabbed in the throat. Oh, man, like, it made me and feel shit. immediately just like, oh, that'd be the worst. Yeah, I don't want to die in my sleep. Drowning I don't die in your while own I'm blood. Not awake, or while I am awake, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> it did kind of remind me of some of those like really snuff film feely portions. Yeah, of, it feels uh, real. Yeah. What's that damn Ethan Hawke movie? Oh, I don't know. Where they find all the like snuff films and stuff. What are you thinking? Eight millimeter? No, 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 no. That's Nick Cage. No. Shit. Oh, oh sinister. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that in a way where uh, you're just like, oh, shit, like this is some candid shit I should yeah. not be seeing. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's well acted. I mean, Joe Swanberg, he's, uh, good. he's great. I, I like him. And then uh, Sophia Takal, she's also the director of Black Christmas 2019. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. So we we got some good acting between those two and they're obviously improvising. Like it, it seems just pretty seems natural, like pretty yeah. natural and stuff. So like, also with it being pretty natural, there's a, just a lot of downtime. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and, and and yeah, it feels too long. It feels like I Watching get what, someone's home movie. Yeah, I get what like. you're trying to establish here is like the idea of a mundane relationship, but also that he's shitty to her in ver- in certain situations, and then like very shitty to her. Uh, it it seems. I, I can see how, like, it's it's probably meant for guys who can't see that he's shitty. Like, that's got to be a big twist moment to them when he gets stabbed. Like, wait, what did he do? Like, I think maybe it, some of that more mundane stuff is to drag them along, mm. to be like, to get them to the moment where they have to think, what did he do? And maybe they think back, like, what? Wait, was it when he tried to force her to show her breast on video? Or Maybe. when oh. he blamed her for the money he didn't have in his wallet? Right. Like, Which, you know, to the guys that in our framing narrative are watching this. Yeah, it's probably a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're probably sitting there watching that going like, hey, cool, maybe she'll show her boobs. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. But again, I... Can't believe she stole that money from him. It's not fun for me to watch nah, that, it's, man. It's just not, yeah. It's just not fun. Yeah, this one to me is just like... It's kind of long and and very one dimensional, where it's just like, oh, yeah. okay, it was her, it was her girlfriend that killed him. All right, yeah, not very memorable to me. Okay, there's a little future reading part that I guess is maybe significant. Yeah, about, yeah, I, I saw somebody say that the the that little um uh sort of what is it? It's like it's a little a, carnival future yeah, teller. Yeah, carnival. Yeah, but he's like style. an old prospector type yeah. of guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be worried about coyotes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that uh, kind of applies to all of the the narratives throughout. And and I see a lot of like similarities here. So it's like it's clear they were going for a specific thing. Um, 
I think just some of them got it better, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday the 17th is our next one, and I mean, obviously this is like a, it's a camp slasher type of thing, but, uh, you know, Tuesday the 17th is very on-the-nose title when you remember Friday the 13th. Yeah. Four days later would be Tuesday the 17th. Pretty this is like a follow-up to like a camp slasher, uh, and it's got camp slasher rules. You gotta, d- you gotta do some weed before you get killed. Gotta be somebody with a cool nickname. You gotta have a cool nickname and be just a skinny little white boy named Spider. Spider, he's called. <laughs> Why? Where do we got that what? from? I don't well, know. I love uh, I'm an entomology major. <laughs> we love spiders. I have a vast bug collection at home. Would you like to see my beetles? Spiders aren't bugs, they're arachnids, spider. You should know better. Fuck You're an you. entomologist. You should fucking know. <laughs> My thesis is going to be on how arachnids are actually bugs. <laughs> yeah, and they, they go out into the woods. They fucking smoke some drugs. Yeah, and they yeah it's a, they they have a friend uh, who is taking them to a special place, et cetera. And, it, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little like along the way. There's some like moments where you're like, oh, there, there's obviously something up. Yeah, but like nothing, nothing big, until they're just in the woods uh, at one point, and she says, "You're all gonna die out here," and then they all just kind of go on like nothing. I <laughs> guess so. That and seems then later, one of them is like, "What about that thing that you thing said? That happened. Remember when you crazy Ralphed us earlier? Like, yeah, it's gonna uh, death curse. Yeah." And the the killer in this is shown through this like glitchy image that keeps appearing on screen. And I it, think it that's kind of cool that there's like these glitchy visions of like people dying in the future almost, where you're just like, oh, there's a corpse on screen. What the hell? It's well, I gone. think it's the past. I think it's showing us the deaths oh. that happened on the Friday the Thirteenth that led her to bring them back here to as bait to bring out this glitchy. Um, villain, which I think is actually a really cool idea because it's kind of playing off the early slasher bit where you, you know, you see the POV version of the slasher. You don't see the slasher himself. So, like, they don't really have this form. So, the idea of, like, this formless POV thing that you're not catching on camera, it's, a, it's an interesting idea. Also saved on special effects budget and stuff. Exactly. This movie yeah. is, how much is a fifteen thousand dollar budget that for is, this whole movie, dude? Like you can't fucking buy a Subaru for that. Yeah, and they made one point nine million, so that's like that's pretty good returns yeah, on their investment. Huge returns. So you can see dude. why they've had sequels. What? <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of returns. It sure is. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, when you spend fifteen thousand dollars and you get, I mean, no matter what we say about any of these stories or whatever. The quality is there for a, such a micro budget. Like, well, and also, too, just the framing of the fact that, like, yeah, these are basically people's shitty home movies. Yeah. It lets you make it look shitty and exactly. cheap and make the whole movie for nothing yes. because it actually adds to the realism. The limitations of the format are what make it convincing. And that VHS, like, quality also hides a lot, too, which we'll talk about specifically with 103198. Yeah. Which uh, uh, does a great job of using low-budget special effects in that grainy style so that it you can't tell it's low-budget. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does, man. So, yeah, them having the killer in this segment be this, like, glitchy, you can't really tell what's going on. Yeah. 
definitely a cost-saving measure. It is, and, and it's an interesting idea. It's I right. mean, it's just like it's a it's a real condensed camp slasher where they smoke weed and two minutes later they're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> but not before we again get more shitty male gaze. Like, yep, I've got the camera. Let's zoom in on her titties. Yeah, or I've got the camera. Let's follow her while she's peeing. Does this need to be here? I mean, it's very camp slashery, I guess, because, I guess. Uh, you know, you look at like Sleepaway Camp the 2 or whatever, the burning. Yeah. yeah just that idea of like uh, in the 80s, it's it seemed like everybody was cool with you sneaking around and looking at people's boobs. Seemed that way. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Whatever. I know. I guess in the burning, they particularly weren't cool with it, though. All the guys were cool with it. Yeah. Seemed that way. The burning is a interesting movie when it, it comes to misogyny yeah yeah but anyway yeah this it it's a cool concept i think but it's it just like i kind of feel like it would be more interesting to play it out in a longer form and have it be more camp slashery and less of a vhs pov type of thing like yeah. if you had someone be like okay my friends died here uh a few days ago and i i want to kill this killer and i've got to get some bait, some bait. Yeah. yeah like that's a cool concept honestly this would be better as a whole season of american horror story oh absolutely and yeah. it's weird because there's so many movies we've done on the show where we're like this would be better as a short in an anthology yeah this just needs more for you to care kind of yeah like even even though it's like a, a very simple camp slasher idea a camp slasher needs time to breathe even though camp slashers are like some of the cheapest horror films to make or whatever. They they need their time to breathe. You need to get to know the characters. You need to get some moments where everything seems normal and then POV out of the bushes and somebody dies. Like, you need that. And this yeah. just moves too fast. I think so, man. Yeah. Not my favorite. Um, the next segment that we have here is the sixth thing that happened to Emily. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. When she was younger. And so, this is all like a, a Skype call and stuff, which honestly, this being an all Skype call um, segment in 2012 is actually kind of ahead of its time. It is. And it it breaks the format, which uh, I guess if you're if you were looking for it to be full on VHS, that would be disappointing. Right, because but, you didn't fucking film your computer screen. Right, with a VHS. V, like, what? Yeah. Like, what? So somebody filmed this Skype call yeah. and then transferred it to... VHS. This is a real hardcore tape head. Right. This is a uh, real legit tape head right so here. So it, it does break the format. So in that way, it doesn't work for VHS, but... It's what also it, welcome. Holy shit. The camera's yes. not shaky as damn shit the exactly. entire time. Because you get the frame of the laptop. The laptop frame then gives you something to focus on when she's using her laptop camera to move around. Also, she is much more steady than anybody else. Like, unless she's running, the, the camera is pretty steady. It I'm stays, telling you, dude. The I, jerkiness I, of the camera in this, yeah, like all the other segments, is just fucking punishing it's yeah it's too much so this sure. was at least a nice break where you're like oh the the cameras are reasonably stationary yeah. they're laptops so they're sitting on a surface some of the time yeah thank the fuck christ well and this is the thing is this is joe swanberg and this is his thing like uh he's he's a mumblecore guy like very micro budgets like 
the the concept for him had to have been pretty simple like well you know we'll do it in one particular way but like you know to to give it body to give it a form that you you can focus on we make it a laptop uh, uh desktop and then put the screen in the middle so that no matter how shaky it gets you still have something to focus on you're never feeling too jostled it helps it helps it yeah. does help yeah um, of course, this also does just have the, at this point, prerequisite like, oh, there's a girl in this segment? All right, let's see your titties. Okay, moving on. Yeah, but I mean, again, I get it. Like, yeah, uh, long-distance relationship. There's going to be some boobs. I, I, the, the only way that they could have balanced it out is have him take his wang out. I mean, seriously, like, there's, there's nothing here for yeah. that. It's just like just women, tits, and ass. Though the central idea of this is that he's gaslighting her yeah and like when like him not reciprocating when she shows her boobs is also Part like reflected later when she says i love you and he doesn't say it back so like that there there is we're supposed to see that he is not giving as much to this relationship as she seems to think he is because he's gaslighting her constantly but that's what's and beyond that this. he's uh, he's part of this situation. He's yeah. making her life hell. But, you know, again, it's like, that's what's tough about this, is at this point, I've been watching, what, like an hour and a half, an hour 40, something like that, uh-huh. of, like, dudes being shitty fucking creeps to women and women right. being taken advantage of. And it's just like, God, like, this fucking again? Yeah. More of this? Yeah, I think maybe they should have broken exhausting it, broken it up with ten thirty one ninety eight because that that's the one where it's like, okay, there are bad guys who are taking advantage yeah. of a woman, but our guys are not them, dude. Yeah, and, and maybe it's a good thing that they ended with that one to be like, in the end, there is a little bit of hope, maybe. <laughs> but though I guess but you it's just could punishing say, to watch, man, the moral of that one is. If you see a woman in trouble, she's probably a demon. Don't help. (laughs) (laughs) This might be worse than we think it is. (laughs) Shit, man. But yeah, this entire segment here is all about like, yeah, like gaslighting and stuff. And I will say- But there's also like an alien subplot that is like so cool. And you think it's like a supernatural thing where you see like this ghost kid or some shit running around in the background. But they are actual like- Real kids who are, I assume, aliens because they're labeled as girl alien, yeah. boy alien, and little girl alien. So, like, what the fuck? So, that's cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, like I, some... I do like the fact that this does a lot of just like, yeah, show don't tell kind of yeah. stuff where at the end of it, you're just like, I think I know what was going on, but what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's doing the same experiment on other women and stuff. And yeah, that little twist fuck? at the end is just like, Oh my! Because like you're already pissed at him that he's doing it to uh, uh what's her name? Fuck uh, Emily. Uh, Emily, yes, in the title. Yeah, he's doing this. <laughs> Your wife? Yeah, and my wife. And <laughs> honestly, like the thing that I really uh, related to in this is that like the things that she is experiencing and dealing with could like. There is a way that you could see this as this is a psychiatric issue. Right. Like, you know, picking at your skin and, and all these different things. These are like real, like, you know, results of old. Uh, she she says she has uh, she was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. So like, right. th- this is a, a high possibility with OCD yeah. and Seeing things, things like hearing that. Hearing things, being paranoid. That absolutely. 
so like the way that's played to me i was like i related to that and thought that was good and then the twist works for me yeah so like this one just like it's just like what you're saying because of everything that comes before it it's a little tiring to see another shitty dude gaslighting his girlfriend yeah but in like a vacuum by itself it's a solid horror segment it is, but there's also just, like, stuff in there where you're just like, yeah, okay, these dudes are shitty as fuck, but also, like, they wrote this girl dumb as shit. Where they're just like, I'm going to walk through my house with my laptop with my eyes closed because I'm too scared. Tell me what I'm seeing. I That's think, fucking stupid. Well, okay, so no, no, no. I, I think I think you're, you're reading her all wrong here. He's gaslighting her. He keeps telling her these things aren't real. Yeah. She's trying to prove to him that they're real. And in fact, showing her bravery in that. So I think that like these are actually good moments where they're showing like how what lengths she'll go to to prove to her boyfriend that the things she's experiencing are, are actually real. real. Mm-hmm. And like again, like because the I think the central theme is gaslighting, like that like that's what we're supposed to get out of it. That she will she really because they've apparently been together since they were children, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. So th- they have this long-term relationship where, like, she really thinks he's the best thing for her. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't believe her when she says things. And she wants him so bad to believe that she's, like, she'll risk whatever just to show him it's true. Which, like, furthers what an asshole he is. Because he knows it's true. He's actually a part of it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think all that like works really well for me. It's just, again, like as you said, like you're already beaten down by this point. Totally, like, I just don't want to see like, that oh my God, again. Man. A man being shitty to a woman. <laughs> right. Wow. You know? Yeah. I will say, though, the special effects in this segment are pretty fucking cool. They that are when she's, she's like, digging in digging her arm. Into that arm. Oh. oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. <laughs> she she does a great job, too. Just like, see see it there? It's like she's oh, really God. Like, playing it out. Yeah. Digging into that thing. Yeah. Pretty fucking gross, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking gross. So I will at least say that this one is is nice because it, you know, even visually is a departure from what mm-hmm. we've been seeing so far. It's nice to have a break where the, the camera isn't, you know, going all over the damn place for a second yeah. and stuff. So this one does kind of stand out as at least a little bit different in a way. Yeah. Although, again, it makes no sense that this person is watching it on a VHS. Exactly, yeah. It, yeah, since you've... I mean, that's the thing. Going into VHS 2, they kind of abandon the full concept of yeah, it being it. VHS because it's like... You know, GoPro the, cam. Yeah, the zombie POV is GoPro, and yeah, it, one of them is like a, a, an eyeball that is recording shit. It's like it's cool. It's cool as hell. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. So th- this, that I think that segment to me is is my favorite. Okay. But uh, I I see I see your complaints. Ten thirty one ninety eight also a real good one. I think. I think this is fucking cool. Yeah, I'm glad that they just, ended on this one. It is just a group of guy friends going to a Halloween party in a supposedly haunted house. In 1998. In 1998. Yeah. Like, they don't do anything to make you hate them. No. They're just having a good time. They pull up to the house. They're going through the house, like, having a fun time. Like, oh, what a <laughs> crazy. There were arms coming out of the walls. Like, they oh, just think it's all. I saw a good, good, good ghost. Yeah, they just think it's all a joke and they're having a good time. Like, that. The fact that it turns serious and they do the right thing is like cool. 
I mean, I may be right that the moral of the story is if you see a woman in trouble, don't help <laughs> don't her. Don't help. But, uh, I don't think that's what they're getting. I think it really Given, is just like the idea yeah. of like these guys are so like obviously naive and, and like just happy-go-lucky. They end up in this situation. They try to do the right thing and twist. Right. Know? But it's just like kind of given the other segments and stuff that we've already seen. Yeah. It might have a weird moral to it. But Maybe? It, I don't think it does. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the, the, the uh, guys who wrote and directed Ready or Not are probably not uh, the, the fuck women types. Probably. Yeah. You know? Ready or Not seem to have a few strong uh, women characters. Couple two tree. Yeah. Couple two tree, man. Yeah, this is pretty cool because it does kind of take you back to that like 1998 kind of feel where you yeah, just like, it does. there's an address for a party. Yeah. I guess we gotta, are we lost? Map. Are we using yeah. a map? Yeah. It's just, it does kind of take you out of just like, well, you need your fucking GPS and go right. to it. Um, it does kind of take you back in that way. And it is filmed on like super shitty VHS. It's like yeah. very crummy footage, mm-hmm. but that really works to its advantage because it hides the special effects Which really is, well. Yeah, it's super smart too. Like if you know you're going the final result is going to be VH quality, why not use like the shitty CGI? You can hide so much with yeah. that grainy quality. That grain and distortion yeah. and stuff like that, like whatever, it hides it anyway. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's uh, like it's real fun too, I think because the guys think they're seeing gags yeah and we keep seeing stuff in the background that they're not seeing that it's like oh why why would they do that that's not a gag why would they do that they can't see it Mm -hmm. It, so it like slowly builds to and then you start hearing like the yelling coming from from upstairs but they think it's just like a party going on yeah they get all the way up there and there's like yeah dudes party whatever And, and there's this crazy like ritual uh-huh. thing going on and just like oh shit like it kind of made me think of house of the devil yes. where suddenly yeah. it's just like oh shit woman in a white robe in this attic with this crazy ritual going on like shit help that woman yeah well, obviously and they do. You should and they do and uh they shouldn't have turns out they were doing an exorcism up there because yes. <laughs> she's infested with a dang old haint or booger or demon a, haint, a booger all sorts in her all kind of things in there and it's like whoopsie daisy we got her in the car now she's fucking out of the car and parked us on the dang old train tracks yep and then they get trained they get trained dude <laughs> they get, get a train run on them <laughs> they sure do that's the comeuppance for all these men being yeah. so horrible this whole movie. Get a dang old train Best thing you ever done for us is get hit by that train. I'm bonafide. <laughs> He's a suitor. <laughs> they do get trained. It's true. Drops of Jupiter in their ears. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Been too long since we sang on this show. <laughs> I, you know, it's been episodes, I feel like. I feel like least. it has been. So this one is pretty cool to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little quick. bit long. Is it? I, I feel like it's a long it, I feel like it moves from action to action, kind of. I think it's just, it feels quicker because you don't hate everyone that's on screen. That is true. Yeah. There's not, like, nobody is being annoying. Yeah. And because of that, it's just like, okay, this works. Yeah. It's fine. Part of the reason why I like this segment so much and why it was so effective to me as well is because I don't think I talked about this on the show. About, like, two months ago... I had one of the most fucked up dreams I have oh, ever let's hear fucking about this. had. Okay. And this kind of reminded me of it. Like in this weird ass dream that I had, I I I guess 
I had developed some hobby of just going and like sneaking into people's houses. This okay. was just something that I love to do. Okay. And um, I remember in this dream, it was me and my friends Mitch and David. Yeah, Mitch would do this for sure. He would totally do yeah. this with me, for sure. He's unruly, that guy. Unruly true blood. Uh-huh. That's him. <laughs> and um, we were like at some party, and I went up to my car, and David and Mitch were out there like smoking pot, like getting high on drugs. Oh, again, this sounds very much like an unruly clearly, Mitch. Uh-huh. Clearly, clearly. And I did the drugs with them, and I was like, hey, guys, I got a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Like, this is honestly kind of cool horror movie fuel. And I was like, I got this thing that I do where I go and sneak into people's houses. So, like, we drove out to the country, and we drove to some, <laughs> the like... The thing I do called breaking and entering. B&Es. You might try it. It's I mean, fun. hey, dude, bro, my initials are B&E. So... So... <laughs> right. Kind of in the name, right? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that before. <laughs> but yes, yes, it is. <laughs> And uh, we drove out to this house, and we we snuck in and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. long story short, it ended up just being this like labyrinthine fucking murder mansion. Yeah, like all the stuff I saw walking through this house was just so fucked up. There was just like strange, like irrational, like plywood walls in random places. Okay, like, I felt like in this dream, I felt like a damn like um like flying a spider web. Where I was like, this is a trap for me to get stuck right. in. Right. It was crazy fucked up. And this kind of reminded me of that, where they're in this big, creepy, weird house, and it's just like, where the fuck are we? Mm-hmm. What's going on? It really kind of pulled me back into that dream that I recently had. Okay. So it was very effective for me in that regard, as well as it just being like, oh, it's not a bunch of shitty guys yeah. assaulting women on camera. Cool. Yeah. Uh, unrelated. Have you seen Don't Breathe? Don't Breathe. You no. should see Don't Breathe. I, I, I know about that one, though. I've been mm. wanting to watch it, man. Just unrelated what you were just saying. Yeah. You should see Don't Breathe. Word. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this yeah, this is much more... I, it's a good one to end on, I yeah. guess. But, like, I also feel like maybe they could have organized this in a way that it would have been less taxing. Where, like, I don't know. I don't know how you could do it. But th- this could have broken up some of the just like n- not feeling it moments. Like if it was yeah. in the middle instead of the end. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, but it, it yeah, it, it, I I get what you're saying. It it is long, but to me it doesn't. It never drags because, as you said, yeah, you don't hate the people, and it moves from action beat to action beat, and like you're not getting a lot of the like bad like uh vhs sort of moments yeah. until the haunted house so like the stuff leading up to that is pretty much just sort of mundane like them you know uh w- one of them getting ready for the party running down getting in the car them getting to the party those bits are all pretty clearly shot and stuff not a whole lot of like shaky cam and whatnot so it just feels I guess like a, it's like a respite from the rest of it. Like the whole thing you're watching, you're just like, fuck, man. Like just for a, just calm down for a second. Just yeah, totally. Give us a clear vision for a second. Yeah, visually and, you know, again, character-wise, this is just like a little bit of an oasis in yeah. this, but it is at the finish line. So it it's is, like, yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you uh, probably could have broken everything up by putting it in the middle and it would have fe- felt a little less... And also, Gross. too, dude, it's just like, how fucking low are male standards? We're, we're just like, how refreshing. They're not raping a woman. <laughs> like, by this point in the movie, you're just like, wow. 
Good They're for them. They're just some religious nuts trying to get a demon out of her. It's no yeah. big deal. I mean, honestly, though, by this point in the movie, whenever they like rescue her and get her in the car, it feels I was, like they've done something good. Yeah, it does. But yeah. I was also waiting for the part where they were going to be like, "Let's check out her titties, bro." Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because of the it. tone of the movie up to that point, that that would have been every other dude in the yeah. movie would do that. Yeah. This almost feels out of place because the guys yeah. aren't fucking huge pieces of shit. Yeah, and I mean, again, I get if you're low budget. You know you can't get, like, top-notch actors. You got to deal with what you got. I guess going with annoying would be the simplest. Yeah. Because it'd be easy to find some people who can do that. It's easy easy base level. Yeah, it's easy to be like, imagine what an annoying douchebag would do and do that. (laughs) Dude, bro, shots. (laughs) Oh, bro, give us your (laughs) top-shelf Irish shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it's no fun for anybody, no. but it w- it is an easier thing than asking them to do something more complex with their acting. Like, be nice. Yeah, kid, you try to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> like Just be nice a fully man. fleshed out character. <laughs> I met a girl in a bar. She was drunk. I respectfully drove her home and said, I'll see you another day. Oh, it's me, the nice man. It's believable. <laughs> Andrew Nice Clay. <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes indoors. I'm worried about your health. I'm concerned for you guys. <laughs> but you know, again, it's like after you have this little bit of moment where you're like, wow, non-shitty guys. And it's like, credits. Back to assaulting this one. It's like, yeah. ah, damn. I really, like, like seriously, it would be better all around if the credits didn't do that. Yeah. It would just be a better movie all around. Because it almost seems celebratory. It's it like, does. It's victory like, lap. These guys assaulted this woman. Remember how cool this moment was? Boobies. That's what I can't figure out, man. You know, again, it's like overall with this movie, I feel like they are simultaneously damning, sexually assaulty, pervy, fucking male gaze yeah. kind of imagery and also celebrating it. Yeah. I can't fucking get a grip on what's supposed to be happening here. Yeah, which is why VHS2 is so much better. VHS2 is way fucking better. Yeah, the cult segment is awesome. amazing. As you said the 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 like slumber party alien invasion what the bit. Fuck? That it's is so, so believable. cool. Yeah. So and weird. Yeah, the the POV zombie Awesome. Like, yeah, all of that stuff and that's all like like horror tropes of stories you get without having to hate everybody involved. Yeah. I this just is don't two need hours that. of hating everybody on screen, dude. <laughs> yes. It's punishing. Yes. It's exhausting. Like I know a lot of people really, really love this movie, but for well, me, I have a hard time getting into it just because I fucking hate these people. I think the thing to love about it is that in twenty twelve we hadn't gotten a lot of horror anthology movies for a while. Yeah. Because, like, they were, you know, we, we get stuff in the 80s. Like, you know, we had had the 70s Tales from the Crypt. Then we got, like, Creep Show and Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Hood. Uh, Tales from the Crypt as an entire series. Like, horror anthology was kind of real popular in the 80s. And so this kind of brought it back to a mainstream audience again. But because it, it, it is competent. It's done finally yeah it's not done amazingly uh you get like of course abcs of horror and stuff after this and you know we'd had trick or treat which as we've talked about is a 
anthology but isn't an sure. anthology uh you know tales of halloween all of these things are coming around around this time and i think it was just like a uh, we were happy to have horror anthologies back. I love anthologies. I do too. Because if you don't like what you're watching, wait five minutes. Yeah. There's another one coming around the corner. But that's the problem with this. is If you don't like what you're watching, five minutes from now, you're going to not like what you're watching. Yeah. Get ready <laughs> for more Even if you same. like the story, even if you like the general idea, you're still going to feel this like grossness. Yeah. This devotion to the shitty low-quality VHS format... Um, while it does make it more believable, yeah, it does make every segment less distinct. Like when yeah, I think about something like, yeah, like when I think about like, yeah, like when I think about like the laptop uh, one, yeah. right? Yeah. When I think about like Creep Show and stuff like that, you're oh, just yeah. like, oh wow, all these feel like they were different directors, different narrations, different visual styles. Yeah. And with this, because we're devoted to this, like it's home video kind of thing, they all kind of look the same they all yeah. kind of feel the same other than the yeah the fucking skype call right you kind of lose that like individualism that makes anthology so cool because they all look about the same shaky and shitty yeah yeah and they all Full have shitty the, people they all have can like consent and lack of it as sort of a central th- thing going on throughout. I guess so, yeah it's, yeah it's just yeah i i think overall like it shows talent it shows ability to make a very low budget thing that each individually if you took these and put them into other anthologies where it wasn't a relentless uh just shitty dude after shitty dude treating women like shit it it would probably stand out better and be better but because it is just that it's i don't know for me i I mean, if we're if we're rating this, yeah. I I mean it's like like a fourish question mark. Yeah, like I'd say around there. It's okay if okay. All right, so my my middle of the road movie. Yep. What is that again? Jane Doe. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Autopsy of Jane Doe. That's your five. I'm thinking of Autopsy of Jane Doe. And I would thinking, watch that. I would watch that a million before, times yeah. over this. So four is probably generous. I get three ish. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I'm gonna give points for the the creative concept and them being able to frame something as far as like how could we excuse making something that looks cheap and shitty. Right. Well, it's just found VHSs in this creepy person's house. Cool. Now we have permission to make it look shitty and make this for fucking $15,000. Which is fine. That's a great idea. If you've got $15,000 and you really believe in uh, uh, some young horror directors and writers and you just want them to get a platform, which is what this is, it succeeds in that way. But it it also just doesn't sell me on especially knowing ty west made fucking house of the devil and seeing this it's like this is not a good representation of ty west no not at all man and you know it's like if you have fifteen thousand dollars and you have a way to turn it into over a million yeah that's a pretty fucking amazing slam dunk <laughs> return holy shit yeah. like that's awesome yeah that's awesome um so good on them for that yeah i'll give props to some of the special effects and stuff that oh, look yeah. good uh-huh um, points deducted for just all the fucking hateable ass characters, all the creepy yeah. ass male gaze 
rapey shit. Like, yeah. again, don't drag me into that. I can hate yeah. the character without being drug into it. Exactly. It's totally yeah. fine with that. Also, too, like, another thing I forgot to mention is that this movie has this real commitment to, like, no soundtrack. There wouldn't be soundtrack because it's people right. watching VHSs. Except that there is soundtrack there that is. creeps in when something's supposed to be really scary. Yeah. So you're like, okay, is this soundtrack that whoever fucking put together these VHSs <laughs> overlaid in? Right. The or, world collapses pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is this diagenic <laughs> music where the yeah. person watching this is hearing it the same as I am? Right. Or is it just here for me to remind me I'm watching a movie right now? Which would have been a cool concept what? for one of the segments. If one of the segments, like, they knew that people would include some sound that wouldn't make sense. If suddenly one of the segments was, where's that sound coming from? Yeah. And, like, investigating all where the music is coming it, from and these sound effects. The, like, to the framing device of the guy sitting there watching the video with the dead guy behind him. And he's like, did they overlay music into this? Yeah, something like that. Why is that would soundtrack? Like, what? And, then, and then you go, oh, wait. Am I filming myself watching this movie right now? Sorry. Why? Click the camera off. <laughs> yeah, I'll just turn this off Because why quick. would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. The inconsistencies are just like, yeah, I get you're following the format. It doesn't make it fun, and it's also inconsistent yeah. and stupid. Um, God, but, man. I mean, that's the thing. VHS 2 is completely inconsistent in that way, but because it's completely better. inconsistent, you're fine with it's it. fucking better. Yeah. Totally agree, man. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I won't watch this again anytime soon. Right. Like, it's just a fucking punishing watch to me. For me, this is like, a, again, I'll give points for, for creativity and stuff like that, but this is like a two for me. Okay. Not That's a fair. fan, man. Not a fan. But I know a lot of people really dig this thing, and I want to hear your all's opinions about it over on Please. our on our old Facebook group. Yeah. Hang out uh, with Facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely pod, I think. That's it is. the one. Just yeah. look for it. Or just go it. to Linktree. Uh, Ford slash dead and lovely. It's got all of our stuff. Yeah, like, you'll find our Instagram, everything. our you, Patreon, our PayPal, uh, our Hoozy Boozy. All of that Yeah, stuff. I made up a thing. It's a Hoozy Boozy. Hoozy Boozy, it's called. Yeah. You just send us money. That's what it does. There you go. So yeah, track it down. Join us. Hang out with this stuff. Uh, rate and view on Apple Podcasts. Still the only place that podcast reviews matter. Yep. Just takes you a second. Don't cost a dime. Go in there and give us a five-star review. You know, would mean a lot to us. There's one other place podcast reviews matter. Huh. My heart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. And mine, too. Oh, wow. So there's three places. Wow. Three places where podcast reviews matter. Wait, so are we like the holy triumvirate? My heart, your heart, and iTunes? Apple Podcast. Absolutely Apple podcast. so. Yeah. Yes. That is the holy trinity. The unholy trinity. Whoa. Ooh, the forbidden apple. It's like the Garden of Eden. Yes, yeah. it very much is. I'm the snack. <laughs> Wait, I'm the, you're, you're, you're the S. Uh, Stevens, S's are snake oh, names, right. I'm as the, we know. Okay, so I'm the snake. I guess you're the flaming sword? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Or you could be, I guess, Adam's balls. Ooh. Which were a bad thing after they ate the apple. Before that, it was just like, oh, you just got some balls? Ate that apple. What the fuck? Speaking of balls. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing references to something about Nicki Minaj and her friend's cousin. Oh, seriously? Balls. You haven't heard of I this? don't know anything that's going on right now. The world is a very strange place, and I'm like, why are we talking about Nicki Minaj. the COVID vaccine and Nicki Minaj's friend's cousin's balls? Like, I Nicki, don't know what's happening Nicki right Minaj now. said her cousin's friend in Trinidad got the vaccine, and it made his balls swell. 
And of course, but did she mean like it made him swell? They're awesome. No, she didn't. Uh, and of course, a ton of people pointed out, "Hey, uh, I think he's got an STI." Could be. Yeah, but no, it's it's that vaccine that did it. Definitely vax. Okay. Uh, anyway, the uh, health minister in Trinidad said no, it didn't happen, and she somehow got invited to the White House. What? I assume is Joe Biden hanging out with her. I assume he. Uh, it's a sit down to be like, could you please stop saying that the vaccine causes your balls to swell? What? <laughs> please, I guess. There's like millions of people listening to you. Please shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Fun. <laughs> Get fucking vaccinated. Just quit. Yeah. Quit pro quo. Right. Are the hospitals currently full of people? That are getting affected by COVID or the people that are getting affected by the COVID vaccine? I can't remember. Oh, it's... Uh, uh, you got a wife that works in this I field. I think it is 999 to 100%. You know, it's 100% people that uh, uh, got COVID. Oh, so not yeah. the vaccine. Yeah. Right. Though some of the people who got COVID got the vaccine, not a lot of them have to go to the hospital. I'd rather not go to the hospital. Yeah, me too. Good thing I got the fucking vaccine. Me too. They put so that 5G you. right in me. Fucking my my uh my cell phone's got better reception. Bill Gates sends me an email every Love day. It. Huge fan. It's nice. Good deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get that shit, y'all. Holy shit. Please. Oh my god. How has please. it been this long? Please, fucking God. Please. Yeah. Please do it. Mm. We got it and we're fine. Listen to us. We're normal. Yeah. Aren't kinda, we? I mean, you know, we don't sing enough on the podcast, but now we do yeah we did it be sure to tune in next week we're gonna be talking about a dang old humdinger a humdinger one of those ones i can't believe we've not done yet yeah i mean we you know we've just held off so many great movies because we were like one day one one day day we'll we'll get the champs and this time we're going for Beetlejuice. 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 Oh my goodness gracious. Michael Keaton just showed up. Michael the fuck Keaton. He's Beetlejuice. naked. A treasure. A treasure of a movie. We're going to be talking about that one next week on the show. So be sure to tune in and catch up with our thoughts, our observances, and our musings on this cinema classic. Hope you guys are enjoying your Halloween season. Yeah. Staying safe, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Hey, it's me, Bitch Buttberg. Just real quick, wanted to get one more in. Just want to win you guys over. I know this is going to be the one. Do we have to? a pal of mine, he said, hey, you want a frozen banana? I said to him, no, but I want a regular banana later, so I'll take it. All right. Oh. The delivery is what's making it bad. Like, that was is literally it? just a Mitch Hedberg I don't joke, understand. But the delivery is all wrong. The butster doesn't get it. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I can tell. Nor will you. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. 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 It's me, the butster. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm going to dump some Halloween jokes on you. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Why do skeletons have low self-esteem? Hmm. Why do skeletons have low self-esteem? They have no body to love. <laughs>
Okay. They don't. That's true. Yep. All right. What, what's next? Love doesn't exist in the skeleton system. This is like very anti-skeleton rhetoric. Whoa, wait a second. Yeah, they're trying to paint skeletons as these loveless voids, mm-hmm. you know, heartless even. I mean, they've taken body positivity too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> the skeletons or the people? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's get around here. Um, how do vampires get around on Halloween? I mean, I know what Rob Zombie would say, but uh, how do ha- vampires get around on Halloween? On blood vessels. <laughs> Those would be very tiny vampires, though. Those would be extremely right. small. Which, actually, that would be really scary. Exactly. What if vampires were in your blood drinking your Holy blood? Holy shit. Are like, parasites vampires? Basically, yes. I ate some undercooked pork and got a bad case of vampires. <laughs> That's actually way cool. What if it turns out the Jews were right all along and they were warning us to not get vampires in our blood? Don't get vampires. Pork will give you vampires. <laughs> there was something lost in the translation there where we just we missed out on the vampires part and all we got was, yeah, don't eat bacon. It's not kosher, I guess. Okay. Turns out, trying to keep vampires at your <laughs> blood. To keep them intestinal vampires away. <laughs> Why did the ghost go into the bar? Huh. I, I, I can't imagine why a ghost would go into the bar. Why did he do it? For the booze. <laughs> that was pretty the good. Booze. Yeah, he needed the booze. Yeah. He lived, he, he lived a sad life on earth, and he continues a sad <laughs> afterlife. He needs some alcohol to wash away the sorrow. Addicted to booze. <laughs> Let's see here. Where does a ghost go on vacation? Huh, I, you know what? I, I, I can't imagine where a ghost would go on vacation. Where does he go? He goes down to Malibu. <laughs> Malibu. Goes down to Malibu, drinks some booze. I bet it because it's, co- it's so cold being a ghost. It's really yeah, cold. Yeah, no, yeah, Malibu's a good place to go if you want to avoid cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'd want to go right near the beach. Right near the beach. I wonder if there's any haunted beaches. Paints and boogers on the beach. Are we going to write yeah, a script was, called Booger Beach? A Booger Beach. Booger Beach. A dead and lovely original. <laughs> yes. I would fucking booger watch beach, the for shit sure. out of yes. Booger Beach. Absolutely, though, they're haunted. There's got to be haunted beaches. Like, up in the, the northeast, every beach is probably haunted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like, the, oh, don't go over there. Down, down that bay is a witch. Don't go down Booger Bay. <laughs> We've warned you about what's down there on the Bay of Booger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Booger Bay. Trademark Dan Lovely. 